0: Welcome to a special live edition of the Dayton Tolbert Show this evening. Uh obviously you guys know we're not usually live here on Sunday nights, but um you know I, I wanted to take some time out specifically to address an issue that is very, you know, a very hot topic in today's society, obviously, uh politically, socially, um, you know, we're seeing more and more conversation around homosexuality. Okay? Now, if you guys are a Avid listener of the Day Tolbert Show You know that this is something that I've been um, You know, I I call it letting it mentally marinate For quite some time now You know, there's not a topic that you guys can think of That I haven't discussed here on the show Over the last four and a half years Over a thousand shows And I've, you know, I've I've thought about doing a show on homosexuality I've, you know, I've I've pondered it But I wanted to wait for the right time The right place I've even prayed about it and that time is today. You know, we live in a society that shies away from this topic. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's becoming politically correct to talk about or, you know, to uh, endorse it and to support it. Um, but it's very, very uncomfortable for many people to even speak on it, let alone speak out against it, you know, as the Bible calls us to do, uh, as it does with all sin. So just so everyone is clear, what we're going to be doing on tonight's show is, you know, I mean, you're welcome to call in with commentary, uh, with questions, you know, with, with feedback. But, you know, tonight's, you know, as you are every night, you know, we don't screen calls. You call in, you want, you have something to say, you, you know, get it off your chest. But what we're going to be focusing on tonight is what God says about homosexuality, because that's the thing you know we get so caught up in you know you know people say you know you shouldn't be judgmental or you know whoever is without sin cast the first stone and listen and, and be clear tonight's show will contain no judgment you know and and I and I really want to start tonight off just by really explaining what it means to be a Christian because a lot of people unfortunately Confuse or misconstrue Being judgmental For speaking out against sin Whether that's the sin of homosexuality Which the Bible calls an abomination Whether that's gossiping Whether that's murder Whether it's prostitution Whether it's you know abortion Pretty much whatever it is Any form of violence Any form of sin As Christians We are supposed to And even commanded by God To speak out against the Bible says when doing so, you will be met with opposition. Therefore, a lot of people, they shy away from sin because many of them are actually living in sin, you know. And so that's where the, that's where the problems come in because certain people have become content living in sin. And then when they see someone speaking out against sin or specific sins that they're living in, that's when they decide to say, well, you're judging, or let me point out some sins in your life. But that none of those things change the fact that homosexuality, or whatever sin we're talking about, is in fact a sin in God's eyes. You ever notice that? You A lot of Facebook debates, a lot of threads, where you know it's like they always bring up other sins, you know, whenever someone specifically talks about it, I should say when I speak about it, because I don't really hear other people speaking out against homosexuality, you know, on Facebook or anywhere for that matter. So when I speak out against it, it always goes into what about this and what about fornication? What about all the people having sex? Well, that's a sin too. And we can talk about that at another time, another place. But in this thread, on this show, we're going to speak out against the sin of homosexuality from a biblical perspective. So please be clear. If you have issues with this topic or this show, you don't take it up with me. You can take it up with me. But, you know, that would be pointless because we're going to speak about what God says about homosexuality. Be clear, though. 646-200-0366. If you have questions or comments or feedback, let's get it on and popping. Courtney is here with me tonight Oh, I, I, uh, we picked a good night for the, to do this show, Courtney. What's going on? How you feeling tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm. Oh man, I'm fired up, man. What, what, what do you think about tonight's topic? You've been listening for the last several years. You know I've been, like I said, letting this mentally marinate for the right day, the right time, the right moment. I said that moment is tonight, and people, I don't think people even realize how deep we're gonna go. That's what people don't even get. This is this will be, be clear, guys, the realest show I've ever done. And I I can already say that because I've prepared for this show. A lot of these shows, you know, it is you know you've heard it. I freestyle them a lot of them because it's just it comes naturally to me. But and I can probably count on one or two hand one hand really the the shows like this where I've actually studied. I spent about three good hours this afternoon reading the Bible, you know, researching, looking up quotes, familiarizing myself with certain stories and certain passages because I really I don't want to just Just say stuff I want it to be Biblically based And give you guys The most accurate depiction Of what God You know Wants you guys to know Based on his word The Bible So I mean Are you you ready How do you feel about This topic though Of homosexuality
1: Um, I I'm excited To talk about it Because I think it's something That people try to um, Shy away from But it's an issue That really does Need to be addressed So Absolutely, yeah. Courtney
0: Now, understand, guys, we've had a lot of good shows over the last week You know, if you've met, I'm not even going to go in because, like I said, we're probably going to need a lot You know, just about every minute of tonight's show But um, definitely, again, shout out to everyone who tuned in to when we were last live on Thursday night Classic interview with Buffy the uh, Body, former video vixen who's now changed her life To, uh, you know, helping people uh, change their lives as well So definitely um, check out the archives of that show if you missed it Let's jump right into it tonight, though you know, and I, like I said, I wanted to start tonight off with the definition of of judgment, or you know judgment or being judgmental versus just speaking out against sin. And I said something on probably like Friday or Saturday that I just wanted to share with you guys as far as where I'm coming from with this whole with this whole thing. And this is what I said I said that there's a storm coming, okay? There's a storm coming. We are now witnessing. You know, the end of the world and I, and I really want you know If you're familiar with the Bible, you know Like if you've read Revelations if you, if you are even remotely familiar with The signs of the time, so to speak You know, what's going to happen That will bring about the end of the world Politically, socially, economically You know, we're, we're seeing Just turn on the news and you'll see Revelations playing out right before your eyes You know, that, that's what I'm saying The end of the world is coming You know, uh, like volcanoes that have never erupted, earthquakes in Philadelphia, um, you know, uh, tornadoes, you know, weird places, brush fires, plagues, um, things that like at our all-time highs, uh, typhoons that are killing millions of people or thousands of people that have, you know, never been happening in places like that, over in Asia, things like that, Um, hurricanes, you know, monumental hurricanes, mass shootings. That are the biggest, like that last Colorado shooting was the biggest of all time. You know, things are happening, not just like on an everyday level, but the things that are happening are the biggest of all time. You know, never been seen before. And so that's what I'm saying. We've got to be aware that a storm is coming. And I said it's a storm in which we will all one day be forced to choose. Understand what the Bible says. We will have Judgment Day. And be forced to choose between God or the world. We will have free will to make our own decisions. But the Bible is clear about the fact that those choosing the world will spend eternity in the lake of fire, otherwise known as hell. Okay? Let me just kind of unwrap that a little bit because I want to really make this real. And I was guilty of this for a long time myself. I don't want y'all to think I'm speaking down to anybody, because for a while, I didn't know God. For a while, I was, not for a while, for the vast majority of my life, I was not living for God. I didn't do shows like this. I didn't talk like this. I didn't behave like this. People who know me know that. I was on my way to the lake of fire. I was on my way to hell. So believe me when I say I know what I'm talking about. Believe me when I say I can spot someone who is on their way to hell. Somebody might say, well, hold on. They don't, you're, you're uh. You're judging that person. No, I'm not judging them. I'm trying to help them, trying to save them from spending eternal life. Like, the Bible isn't, like, subjective. It's very People would like to make it subjective, but the reality is it's very clear as to who will go to hell and who will have everlasting life in heaven. And if you look at the lifestyles of certain people, you look at the lifestyle of myself prior to really giving my life for God and starting to live for God, those people are not... Going to heaven. That makes a lot of people uncomfortable. The thought of death makes people uncomfortable. The thought of spending eternity in, in hell makes people uncomfortable. People don't like to think about. It. That's why everybody supports homosexuality, because everyone knows that the Bible calls homosexuality an abomination. Everyone knows that. Okay, that's not a, like that's not a secret. It's not. It's not even up for debate. The Bible says. Matter of fact, I'll read it in a little bit. The Bible, and I have a whole bunch of uh, scriptures, but it does say that homosexuality is an abomination. But they're not, they're saying, well, okay, well, dang, I don't know about that. I mean, even though I'm not gay, that makes people uncomfortable because they're saying to themselves, well, hold up. If that's a sin, and if that's an abomination, well, and all sins are equal, let me look at some of the things that I'm doing. Let me look at what I did last night. Let me look at what I'm about to do later on tonight So that's when they start looking at themselves No, it's not homosexuality But if all sins are equal And you know that you're living a life of sin Then obviously you're going to lash out Against whoever's speaking speaking out Against homosexuality Because you don't want them speaking out Against your particular sin You don't want to feel uncomfortable And really self-reflect as to What will be the ramifications Of your sinful actions Courtney, how do you feel about that? A lot of uncomfortability going on out here
1: yeah, I and I, I see that, you know, um, and I probably would have been one of those people, you know, a couple years ago, maybe even a year ago. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's very true. You know, people don't like to be called out um, on their behavior, and most people just really they don't want to change. They just want to continue doing what they're doing, and then still expect to go to heaven, but. It's very important just to keep it real and just let people know, like, hey, this is a problem. Let's stop trying to act like it's not an issue, because it is.
0: It's a serious issue, and you got people you know, like Oprah Winfrey and the Will Smiths and the Kanye West, and they're all saying the same thing. And, and then you look at a lot of these people who, who actually consider themselves Satanists. A lot of people don't know what Satanists are. You know, Satanists really believe a lot of the same things that a lot of other people believe as far as, well, you know what, there's one path to God. You know, some people don't even like, see, Satanists believe there is a God. You know, they just don't feel like it's that you have to do anything. You don't have to live for anyone or anybody. You do what you want to do. You control your own destiny. Therefore, you do what thou wilt. You know, as Alistair Crawley says, who one is one of Jay Z's idols. You know, whereas te- you know these are Satanists. Oprah Winfrey has the same exact views as actual Satanists. There's a video floating around. I posted a few months ago. Really, look, Google like Google her views. They're very much so. Will Smith. You know, all these a lot of these celebrities have the same exact views as people who who call themselves Satanists. And so what I'm saying to you is, people like that, they, they'll say, well, oh, there, there are many ways to get to God, or you know, I believe in God. I'm spiritual. You know, but you know, I believe that there. You know, some people call God Allah, some people call God Buddha, some people call God, you know, whoever. No, it's not what the Bible says. There's one God, and His name is Jesus Christ, and that's just what it is. The Bible says there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through me. So you can't get to heaven by calling somebody else Allah, or calling somebody Buddha. You know, that's according to the Bible, according to Christianity. Now you can try your luck if you want to. Try those other religions if you want See how that works out for you on judgment day You know what I mean But that's how it goes Now this is what I want to do I, I, I want to uh, And like I said Calls are welcome You know, we're, This is an open conversation Feel free or just listen in 646 366 But I want to read this Finish this uh, passage that I posted on Facebook I said so You know Some people will spend eternity in the lake of fire Otherwise known as hell I said that But on a positive note Those who choose Jesus will have everlasting life in the only perfect place, which is heaven. I said that the choice is yours. However, the Bible warns us one way or another on Judgment Day, and it says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, not that Allah is Lord, not that Buddha is Lord, I did something whatever you believe in is Lord, but that Jesus is lord. that's the thing on everyone will confess that the atheists jay z the Kanye West no matter they can talk all this stuff now, but on Judgment day, you will get on that knee and you will beg for forgiveness you know what i'm saying is that a, that's a that's a pretty
1: uh it's a pretty scary thought courtney yeah it, it is, and um Wow, it just makes me think, you know, I, I'll admit, I think I used to have that um, Oprah mentality in the past that, you know, there were different ways, different paths that she says. Um, and, I mean, now I realize how silly that is, but it, it's crazy out here, and I just, I feel really sorry um, for the people who haven't found Jesus, because tomorrow's never promised, you know?
0: Yeah. It's it's very sad. I have family members, close family members, who are not saved. Family members who have the Oprah way of thinking, and it's it's a very sad thing. You know, and I love them. You know what I mean? But I know what's right is right. I, I, you know, I have family members that are going to hell. I have friends that are going to hell. I pray for their souls that maybe that won't have to be the case. But as of right now, like Courtney said, tomorrow isn't promised. Certain people will spend eternity in hell. Is that? Am I judging them? No, I'm not. I'm saying that as of right now, they do not, you know, meet the qualifications as laid out by the Bible, as laid out by God, as to who will enter into the, you know, the gates of heaven. It's you know, it is what it is. It's very clear what to do to get into God or get get into heaven from God. All right, the Bible says that. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and on the good, and that's in Proverbs fifteen three. That says, I mean, that's basically, we're all being watched. Whether you're in the strip club, whether you're at the party, whether you're having sex, whether you're laid up with your gay lover, but God is watching you. Like He sees what you're doing. He sees me right now. He sees you. It says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the good and the bad, the good and the evil. Look it up. You know what I mean? That I was in trouble back in the day. God saw me sinning back in a few years ago in the club. He sees a lot of people. You know what He sees everything. That's crazy, right? But these scriptures are really no joke. Yeah. I'm speechless right now. Don't even say anything because I'm speechless, too. But the thing about it is a lot of people would feel differently. A lot of people would act differently if they if they understood, if first of all if they read the Bible. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if if people actually read the Bible, they would they would they would be scared. And the funny thing about it is there's a, you know, there's that, that saying, you know, I'm a, you know, people you, I'm a god-fearing man. A god-fearing woman. I want a man or a woman who fears the Lord, and growing up i didn't I didn't grow up in church, just so y'all know i didn't I didn't go to church at all really uh growing up, my family is not religious um i I did not go to church until well, like I didn't start really going to church on my own, you know here and there I would go, but it didn't mean anything until college, okay, so like that's what I'm saying for a long time, you know I didn't understand. Anything in the Bible, it, it was like gibberish to me. But now that I understand it, like I, I hear people say that like, "Oh, fear that, you know, God, fear me." I'm like, fear God? Why? What are you scared of? You know, like, what does that mean? Why would you be scared of of God? I mean, maybe. And even even as I got saved after that, I still was like, "No, I don't really, you know, fear God. I love God. You know, I I thank God for saving my soul for dying on the cross, but I don't fear Him. Like, what is there to be scared of?" But then I started reading, which, and after I really developed a relationship with God, I started understanding. And now I understand. We're going to share, we're going to talk tonight about what it means to fear God and why we should fear God. You know, just a couple of these these scriptures, and we've done shows like this in the past, you know, where if you've heard them, you know exactly why we should all fear God. You know, tonight we're going to talk about the classic stories of Sodom and Gomorrah, we're going to talk about Noah and the ark. I mean, who who hasn't? Maybe you may be less familiar with Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, some Many people aren't, but um, pretty much everyone has heard the term Noah's ark. But very few people, like, understand the story and, and the behind Noah's ark and even the aftermath of Noah and his ark. So we're going to talk about, we're actually going to break down those stories in regards to homosexuality as well as some other sins because, again, The eyes of the Lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good. Basically, he's taking notes. God is taking notes. He's he's jotting some things down. You know what I mean? Once you save your soul, you know, once you, you know, you change your life, once you repent for your sins, God tears up that notepad. He takes a piece of paper, he balls it up, and throws it away. And your sins are wiped clean. But that's when you repent for your sins and change your life. If you don't ever repent, if you don't even acknowledge God, if you don't have a relationship with God, guess what happens on Judgment Day? That notepad comes back out. What was there? A whole bunch of stuff on your on that notepad for you, Courtney?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not really funny. It's not but funny I'm, at all. It's not. But I'm just laughing really because I see where I am now. And compared to where I was, um, just the stark um, contrast.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. i'm not, It's not funny, cause, but I feel you. I, sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying.
1: Yeah.
0: Sometimes I do cry. I wrote a classic poem a few years ago entitled "Sometimes I Cry," because this stuff is, uh, you know, it, it's deep. You know, when you think about where you were, you know, the things that you've done. And where you are now, where I am now, where Courtney is now, where, you know, even maybe some of you are now. That's, you know, I see why Steve Harvey breaks down and cries. Mean, he cries for a different reason, which we won't even get into tonight. But I see why certain people get so emotional when they think about where they were versus where they are now. It's deep stuff out here, man. So, like I said, we're talking tonight about homosexuality and, um phew, man. You know, as well as just, but just sin in general. But specifically, I do want to focus on 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 this uh, this particular sin as it relates to today's society. And let's just, you know, you know, we get, we start out kind of deep. I want to break it, get back a little bit. Let's just take it back. As a black man in, in in the United States, I am absolutely sick and tired of seeing the abundance of homosexuals roaming the streets today. Okay, I am absolutely sick and tired of black men looking you in the eye with these, these, these freaking sweet lips like licking their lips and looking all, you know, disgusting and you know what I mean? Like they wanna freaking eat you right then and there, you know, and I I almost wanna like punch some of them in their face. Not because I have a I, I have a problem with them or some type of hate crime, but the fact that they are imposing that on me. Shout out to my man Marv who was talking in the group earlier today about you know, as black men, you know. You can't you got you can't you gotta be careful who you look in the eye nowadays. Because these dudes are like, uh, it's like everybody is gay. The vast majority of these men out here are gay. And I, I, I promise you that, ladies. Y'all better watch these dudes. and Now, forget watching them. You, me and Courtney were talking earlier. You better pray for discernment. You better get that relationship with God right so he will let you know who is a true man of God and who is, the, you know, because the rest of the, and I'm going to go into a little bit deeper into that a little bit later when we talk about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. The vast majority of people out here are living in sin. You know, the vast majority of men are homosexual or have some type of homosexual tendencies. I see them every single day, everywhere I go, and it didn't even used to be to be that bad. You know, I mean, forget I mean, forget the tight jeans, forget the flamers. You know what I mean, the flamboyant guys. Forget those. I'm not even talking about them yet. Those that's obvious. I'm talking about the you know the dudes who, the the you know the regular looking guys. Half of those dudes are gay. You know, you got, I mean, I, you know, shout out to some other guys in the group. We had, we had some conversations. These dudes, and it's funny. I talked to you guys about, you know, we're getting into these debates, some of these men coming out of nowhere to debate on these ridiculous posts. They Next thing you know, they're inboxing other men. They're inboxing me, apologizing, saying little, little, little fruity things, little jokes, flirting, trying to test you. Nobody comes out and says, "Hey, look, I'm gay. Are you gay too?" That's not how it works. There are certain signs that you must look out for to know if half these dudes are gay, and that's what we, you know. As men, all, this is ladies, I apologize, but men, no, any man I host a, you know, I, I moderate the Courageous Black Men of Facebook, or over 800 men in there. The, every single man in there knows or has been hit on by a gay man before. You understand? And it's getting out of hand. And, is, is, and God is, is sick and I'm sick and tired of it. But imagine how God is sick and tired of it. You guys know what Noah's Ark is all about. Do you guys know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, this is Sodom and Gomorrah. What do y'all think the United States is? That's just one town. The United States is Sodom and Gomorrah, and the world is Noah's Ark. Come on, Courtney. Are you familiar with those two stories? Yes. If anybody's not familiar with those two stories of where God was was livid, you know, where He was pissed as all hell. He said, "The heck with all this! I'm just going to go ahead and destroy everything—the people, the animals, everybody, and everything—because I hate sin, and this world is consumed with sin." That's what—that's what God did. You know, He destroyed everything. Y'all think He does that was. That, and a lot of people are saying, well, hmm, they're not, they don't read the Bible, so they don't know like what was going on inside of Gomorrah. Well, I'll t- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what was going on inside of Gomorrah. We'll talk about what was going on in the time of, uh, of Noah's Ark. And guess what? Those same exact things are going on today. But let's let's table that for a second. Let's come back to that. I think before we go any further, it's very important to know. Obviously we're very familiar with what God wants for his people God wants what's called the fruit of the spirit You know, he wants us all to have love He wants us all to have happiness Prosperity, you know, uh, to multiply You know, but just live happy lives That's what God wants for us all And he wants us all to go to heaven He loves us He cares for us He tries to protect us from ourselves All right? That's what, that's God's plan for for us as his people. We already know, notice I didn't say that's God's plan for the world. Because we, the the world is inevitably going to be destroyed. That's, you know, that's going to happen. You know, that's not even a question. The world will be destroyed. Jesus will come back and take his people to heaven with him. Everyone else will be left and it will be hell on earth. At that point we'll be all black, everything that Jay-Z talks about. All, every chance he gets, you guys notice the new Brooklyn Nets. Every is it's all black. His new his team that he's like majorly influencing. So the color he it, that whole their colors. The own oh, the real owners, the majority owners. They said, "Whoa, Jay. I mean, I, you know, we feel you. You're Jay Z and all, but we're not so sure about the all black colors. Colors. I'm not sure. Pe- the, the you know from a marketing standpoint, that would be such a good idea, Jay. I mean, I hear you. You know, you've been pretty much on point this whole time. But we'll move them to Brooklyn. I know that's your hometown and all. I mean, it'll be cool. But the whole black thing, you know, what do you, why do you want to do that? He said, no, nah, just trust me. You know, people will catch on to it. So now the colors of the Brooklyn Nets are all black. There's never been an all black team like that. What do y'all, what do y'all think that's about? Do you think that all black, everything is just a coincidence? It speaks about in the Bible where it talks about there will be the absence of the sun and there will be, you know, everything will be dark, you know. Who's going to run this town tonight? Tonight? Like, who's going to, it'll be nighttime. Who's going to run the town after Jesus comes and then goes? You know? I'll say all this, but people will still look at me like I'm crazy. Any thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I heard that song on the radio um, again, like recently, and I look at it totally different. Like when I first heard it, I thought, it, oh, I thought it was a great song, you know. Um, but a lot of people, you know, what they don't do, and myself included at one point, is that we don't really like dissect the lyrics. We'll sing them and everything, but we still won't realize um, how, you know, the lyrics are really um, talking about, you know, Satan. Satanic you know things, and it's we really need to pay attention to what we listen to and what comes out of our mouths. Um, it's very important so
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely it's very important. I mean we're talking about life and death here, so but back to Satan's plan for this earth, and you guys you'll see as we talk about homosexuality, I just want to lay the foundation of you know where I'm going with this, because Satan's plan obviously is going to be the opposite of 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 God. You know, of his plan God wants us to be happy and have prosperity and things like that The devil wants you to be depressed Suicidal um, You know, miserable Single, alone A lot of you guys are happily single you, I mean, That's that's satanic right there You guys might as well just start worshiping Satan If you consider yourself happily single Because that's what God wants you to I mean, uh, the devil wants you to be is happily single God wants you to be in love It's an oxymoron you know, if God's love, if he wants to give you God's love, and you're saying, well, no, nah, I'm happy being single, well, obviously that's not of God, you know, if God is love, and you're saying you're happily single, meaning without love, what if it's not godly, what is it then? It's satanic, it's of the devil. Nobody considers themselves Satan worships, but it's a whole hell of a lot of people that consider themselves happily single. You were one of them at one point, Courtney.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, let's be real about it. And and I'm not, you know, I don't want to make anybody, well, I do want to make people uncomfortable to the point where they feel the need to change their lives. But at the same time, I don't want to make you, like, say, feel bad about your current relationship status. Just don't be content. I mean, do what you need to do. If if being single right now is what you need to do to be, you know, to position yourself to be emotionally available so that God can bless you with love, well, then do what you got to do. But don't for a second, you know, lie to yourself and convince yourself that you're happy being in that state. Because that's, that's nothing but of the devil. But again, and I don't want to take too much time on that particular point, but the, overall, the, Satan's plan for this earth is going back to how it was in Sodom and Gomorrah, how it was in Noah's Ark, you know, in those, in that during that time period back in, you know, Genesis. You know, people are now, you know, sin is legalized. You know, abortion, you know, and it's funny, man. I don't even want to get started on this whole political thing, but it's funny, man. One of my best friends, I had a huge debate with him, man, When I back when I was kind of ignorant to uh, what was really going on with the presidency. And he, he actually told me this. He was like, yo, man, you know, Obama uh, publicly and, you know, politically co-signing abortion and homosexuality, like as the president, that sends a certain message, and it really does help further Satan's plan for this earth, because it's sending us back to to how things were in the climate in which God felt the need to destroy the earth. Don't y'all get that? Back in the read about what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's everyone was like it was like you know lesbianism, prostitution. You know all types of homosexual acts, um you know just crazy types of abortions, like sex with animals, you know pro- everything was going on that could possibly be going on political corruption, molestation, murder, a total lawless society go ahead and watch uh go ahead and watch run this town, go watch the video and it's like it's basically a video of Google it. I know Lewis is listening. Post that in the group for me if you can. You know what I mean? Go, put, you know, watch the video of Run This Town. It's it's basically reenacting, or not reenacting, but enacting what it will be like after you know what basically hell on earth, hell on earth, a, a total lawless society. Which is you know I mean they don't obviously they don't go into great detail, but if you just watch the video, just watch it and know what it is, and it'll make perfect sense to you. Now. But, yeah, so that's what's going on. Like I said, that's, that's Satan's plan for this earth. So I think that when you look at just life and what's going on out here and say, wow, you know, this is, this is what Satan wants. And then you look around and say, wow, this is all the things that are going on. It, it, it's definitely not God's plan for the, for the world, for his people, what's going on out here. Homosexuality clearly isn't God's plan. Here we have the president of the United States saying, hey, look. I support gay marriage that that God says is an abomination. That's say, that's what Satan wants. If it's not of God, it's of the devil. Some people may be saying, well, hold on, they don't hear you, but this is the United States. You know, Obama is not, you know, the president of Christianity. He's not the president of, of his faith, which he considers to be, you know, Christianity. He has to help, he has to be the the... You know the authority of this country, which is based on the Constitution, freedom of religion, you know freedom of a lot of stuff. well, I hear that, but guess what? Nobody said you had to be president right that's that's what people aren't seeming to get. You know what I mean, Nobody said you had to go into that line of work that you went into. nobody forced him to be president, nobody said you have to do do things and say things that specifically contradict or go against your religion that you consider to be the most important thing to you, I would never. Somebody, I, I, somebody says, hey, look, Dana, I want to offer you $250,000 a year. I want to make you the supervisor or manager of this new position. Only thing is, like, the, the 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 you know, the vast majority of people in the company you know, like, I want you to manage this sector of the, the company or the corporation that it's a high Muslim, you know, population in there. So I'll pay you $250,000, but only thing, like, around lunchtime, don't worry. I know you're a Christian. Don't worry about it, though. Just get down and, and, and pray with them. You know, just it's not you don't have to, like, you know, you can pray to your God, but just go down like they do and worship like they do just so, it, you know, it won't cause any problems just to like, you know, make people feel comfortable. You're the leader of them. Just go ahead and pray to their god and just or act like you're praying to the god. Do you freaking think I would do something like that? I would never take a job that would cause me to 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 publicly co-sign something that went against my faith. Courtney, would you but that's just me. Would you? No. No, I wouldn't not at all. That's the thing. A lot of people, they would. And the funny thing is, a lot of people wouldn't. But those same people who say they wouldn't, guess who they're voting for on election day? They're voting for somebody who would. And I don't have respect for anybody who says, I'm a Christian, I stand for Jesus Christ, but because this is my job... I'm gonna go ahead and act like, you know, this is not I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my job ahead of what I believe to be right. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't do that. Like does that mean I will never be president of the United States? Guess so. It is what it is. So that's and that's where, you know, so again I had to apologize to my buddy because I had to tell him I said, Wow, you know what? I fought you tooth and nail. I defended President Obama. I was one of those that def- you guys know me. I didn't always used to be like this. I used to defend. I voted for Obama in a way proudly. I voted for Barack Obama two years ago at the midterm elections. You know, what I'm I had this debate with my homie about six months ago. So this is all very new to me. But I thank God that my eyes have been able to be opened. You know what I mean to what's go to what's really going on out here? Because we as Christians have to take a stand. Like I told you, a storm is coming. You think God is going to be trying to hear, oh, no, the Constitution says this on Judgment Day? He's not going to be trying to hear that. Jesus Christ wasn't worried about no Constitution. Don't you all know back in, in, in biblical times, they had rules? They had a Constitution back then. They had, like, the Pharisees, the Sadducees you know, the, the you know, the priests like the the hot the rulers of that day and age, they had rules. They had like they they had the equivalent of the constitution. Jesus Christ said, look. He said, Yo, who you think you talking to? He said, You don't have no power over me. He said, look, he said, what Yo, you think you God? He said, Look, who do you think I am? He said, I don't care what you think. He said, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. I'll say I'm God. I'll say I'm not he said, I don't care what you say, I'll do what I want to do. And that's You know that's what Jesus did. A lot of people get so caught up in politics. Who do y'all think was? What do you think politics was like in biblical times? It was just as corrupt, if not more, than it is now. This ain't nothing new. What y'all think? It just changed? You think it used to be corrupt and now it's not corrupt? You think Bush was not was corrupt, but Obama's not? You think things? You think that that this things just changed in a matter of less than ten years? Well, he went from the worst president to the best president. You think there's that much the system didn't change. The person changed, but ain't The system has been the same since Caesar. Since the Pharaoh in Egypt. You know what I mean? Moses had to run from from from, from the evil. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing changed. The same people in charge now or the descendants of people who, you know, brought us, went to Africa and brought us back as slaves. This ain't you know, you know, I don't know. Who, I don't know what y'all think Obama's going to change. He he can't change the system. It's the same United States that 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 put us all in It's The same United States that you know kept us all in you know oppressed in Jim Crow. I mean, that's what I'm saying. What makes people think that it's going to be this major change, Courtney?
1: I have no idea. Like I've been wondering that. Um, like you know, as of I said, very recently just wondering what it is that, you know, is drawing people to Obama. When we have the facts, I mean, we see what he's about, and we're still following him, and I don't understand why. You know, we say that we're Christians and we believe in God, but then we're we're ashamed to stand by it you know those beliefs we're ashamed to do it in fear of what other people will think and we want to blend in with everybody and you know vote for the same person because our friends are or our family you know and honestly it's about that those people don't matter it's at the end of the day it's about you and really god and your relationship with him because that's really going to determine a lot of things
0: yeah, and it's like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on politics because, again, we're talking tonight about homosexuality as well as some other sins, but specifically homosexuality. And, and you know, the, the reality is this, you know, and I've said this on this show before, and it, it's weird. I ask people, I say, wow, you know what, why do you, you know, because I like the debate. I say, well, why do you like Obama? Well, no, nah, because he cares about black people. I said, how does he care about black people? They said, well, no, nah, you know, the Romney and them, they want to give the tax breaks to the poor, I mean, to the rich, and, you know, Obama wants to put more money in the pockets of black people. They want to help everybody have, you know, health care and things like that, and, you know, the stimulus packages, and they're helping out the economy for, for middle, middle class. I say, oh, all right, I mean, that's cool and all, but you're a Christian, right? They say, yeah. I say, well, what are your thoughts on the fact that Obama supports homosexuality that God calls an abomination? You know, what are your thoughts on the fact that Obama supports, you know, uh, abortion and homosexuality and, and you know, and, and all types of stuff that God is not pleased with? And you say, well, you know, at least he's still doing something for the black people. So the issue that I have is that people are, they're putting their financial needs above their spiritual needs. Because you guys realize there are people like Ron Paul who, will actually, who actually stood up and would we'll be like hey look yeah i want to be your president but under no circumstances do i support gay marriage under no circumstances do i support homo uh excuse me abortion they said well you know i think he was on uh, Piers morgan they said well look man hypothetically what if one of your daughters was raped you know and they you know she became pregnant as a result of the rape you know would you support uh, abortion then he said no i would not there are tons of people out there politically who do not support abortion under any circumstances. I don't know if they're Christian or not. I mean, most, I mean, many of them basically say because of my Christian beliefs, I don't support that. So if all these other people, even running for president, are not are willing to, you know, not put their faith aside, even Mitt Romney, said, hey, look, and I I know all about Mormonism. I know there has a lot of issues with it, but he said, hey, look, because of my spiritual beliefs. I don't support rape and or excuse me abortion, you know, in any form, or homosexuality in any form. I have more respect for Mitt Romney than I do Barack Obama. I don't give a damn about his policies on. I'm I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna have money in my pocket regardless. I'm gonna feed my family regardless. I'm good. I'm not worried about financially. I'm worried about what's going on spiritually. I'm I can support. I'm not and I don't support Mitt Romney. I don't. And I'm not voting for him. I'm not voting for Obama either. I'm not voting for neither one of them. But my point is, I respect that piece or that aspect of what he's saying publicly. I have no respect for anyone, Obama or whoever, who who, who would put anything above their religious beliefs. Hopefully, that's clear. Because people have asked me to clarify how I feel and you know what are, what are my views political. Those are my views politically. Somebody said, "Well, who am I voting for? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm damn sure not voting for Obama, and I'm damn sure not voting for Romney. Most likely, I'll end up writing in Jesus Christ. I may write in Ron Paul because I really like him. You know what I mean? We'll see. Because and I'm saying only because I'm not sure because I don't even I'm not even sure if I want to even participate in the obviously corrupt process. You know what I mean? Of, of this you know this political process. So that's Satan's plan in a nutshell." Okay, is is all of those things, sin, you know, a, a life of sin. It's funny, I read something, God doesn't want to, or the devil doesn't want to destroy the church. He would love it to continue functioning, but he'd like to introduce, he'd like to make a mockery of it. You know what I mean? Because if you destroy it, then people just will turn to something else. He wants to keep it intact, but bring about, you know, flood it with sin. You know, have a president who says, yes, I'm a Christian, but I support homosexuality, which, which is an abomination. Like, that's what the devil wants. He wants people to look at it as an obvious contradiction. You know what I mean? From a, from a high level. That's the devil's plan. It's a corrupt Christianity. To make a mockery of Christianity. To, to allow, to take, like, that Eddie Long stuff, the sex in the church. Like, he wants to take the church and, 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 call, and change the way people view it. He wants to take away the power of it. When people hear the name Jesus Christ, they don't want it to have the same type of power that it does. This is deep stuff, right here, Courtney. This, I told y'all, man. It's gonna be a deep show. Any what are your thoughts on
1: that? Um. Yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> I think this is another one of you know the speechless moments. But what I will say is, you know, the church um, becoming corrupt. I mean, that's that's already happening. Like, that's, you know, it's, it's already began. So, um, you know, if Obama is reelected, oh, gosh, I don't even want to think, you know, what else is going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, if you have that relationship with God and you keep him first, you really don't have anything to worry about, regardless of what's going on around you.
0: Courtney, you love the fact that you're black, would you be friends with someone who was an active member of the KKK who hates blacks? No. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Me me neither. And, you know, Obama's a Christian, but and obviously Jay-Z is not, you know, and makes a mockery of Christianity with his lyrics, a lot of things that he talks about. Uh, he calls himself Jehovah, you know, Jehovah, which is basically a mockery, a play on words of, of the word of the name of God. Jehovah means God. He calls himself Jehovah, God M C. You know what I mean? Has people throwing up a you know, this ridiculous sign excuse me, in a worshiping type of way. Hova, hova, hova. What y'all think he's People are worshiping him, throwing their hands up and chanting his name as they throw up this ridiculous symbol. They're idolizing him. And the Bible says beware of false idol false prophets worshiping idols. What y'all think of those Jay Z concerts all about? Obama comes on for the first five minutes of uh Jay Z's Made in America Festival here in Philly. You guys watch I watched it online. The first five minutes of the uh of the concert, Obama comes on personally endorsing Jay Z. <laughs> Immediately following that, it goes into all these types of uh this demonic this demonic light show. See now a lot of people say, Well, how do you know the light show was, was demonic, they Well, that's because I study this stuff. I know how they worship. I know the colors. I know the, the patterns. I know You know what I'm saying? You have to study Satanism to understand any of this stuff. A lot of people say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, and this is where I read the Bible. But what's reading the Bible going to tell you about how people worship Satan? How would you be able to identify it when you see it if you don't know what Satanists worship? I know how they worship. And a lot of politicians worship Satan. A lot of musicians worship Satan based on the things that they say and do. How do I know that? Because I study Satanism. I know what it's about. Now, what do y'all think atheists do? Atheists know the Bible better than half of you. You can't, you can't hate, you know, Christianity or hate the concept of God if you don't understand God. If you don't understand God's word, I, I, you know what I'm saying? You have to educate educate yourself. So when I come out, I say X, Y, and Z. People look at me like I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Because they don't, they've never studied it. They never even, you know what I mean? So you got you got to know what you're talking about. Don't just say oh no, it doesn't exist. In fact, I said on what is this? Um I I posted on Facebook. I said just like there's a god and there are angels, right? I mean every I mean I think I don't think there's anyone who would disagree with the fact that there's God and that there are angels, at least not listening to this show. Well, just like that there are there's a devil and then there are demons. You right? I mean it's not like you know, it's you know, one plus one equals two. It's just the opposite. Just like some when people are in the midst of heavy praise and heavy worship, you know, like they catch the Holy Spirit, like when you're really getting your praise on, you start you see people like, you know what I mean, really getting into it called shouting. Well they, they got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in them when they're in the midst of heavy praise and worship. Well, and people have all seen that. We've all seen it. We all know that it's genuine. If you've seen it, if you've been in church, you know what it's like. You know ain't nobody faking. You know what I mean? We we know what it is. But when I get up there and say, hey, look, you know, Beyonce at some times, you know, seems or appears to be possessed. You know, she's even said, I don't know. You know how she talks? I mean, I'll be on stage, and I don't know what happens to me. It's just like this other person comes into me. Like Someone say, who is that person? She say, I call her Sasha Fierce. You know what I mean? Like, Sasha Fierce, like, what? So what are you saying? You're saying that when you're in the midst of these performances, something just comes over you, and you call it uh, Sasha Fierce? She may call it Sasha Fierce. I call it a demon. It's the same freaking thing. You guys don't get that? You know what I mean? I mean is it just me, Courtney? Am I, like, talking to a wall here? Like, why don't so many people, why do they see one but not the other.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's really you're right. That that is what it is. I mean, she couldn't say Satan, so she had to say Sasha. Right,
0: Nicki Minaj, same thing. They have she has Roman. Who the hell is Roman? You know what I mean? You just start talking in other voices and just going crazy, saying all types of stuff that you would normally not normally say. It, it's, it's people are being possessed. I let me post something like that on Facebook. People look at me like I'm crazy. Yo, what? People don't get possessed. How do people not get possessed when people catch the Holy Spirit in church? It's the same thing. Just the opposite. This stuff is is crazy out here. Let's talk about something else. Now, we're talking about homosexuality tonight, but like I said, you can't talk about homosexuality without really laying a foundation of what Satan's plan is for this earth. All right, now... This is a, a scripture. Now, you look at Tyler Perry. Let me just tell you about Tyler Perry real quick. Now, I don't. I have certain views on him uh, in regards to his sexual preference. That's just my personal belief. I believe him to be a gay man. I'm, you know, that's just is what it is. That's my opinion. Now, I could. I'm not even gonna get into why I think that, or I just personally believe that based on a number of things. But that's that's immaterial here. That makes no difference. The reality is Tyler Perry in 2011 was or basically had the 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 crown of the richest man, the richest woman, like the richest person in entertainment. Not, you know, the not well I should say he made more money in 2011 than anybody. More than Oprah more than Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, some of these producers like that make millions and millions of dollars. He made a hundred and thirty million dollars in two thousand and eleven. Over that. Number one according to Forbes in all of the all of entertainment. Now this is now obviously people may say, Well, how did he do that? Well, he put out several movies, I think it was like two Medea movies. Um, you know, got the syndication, the TV shows and syndication, a couple more, you know, movie deals, things like that. You know, I mean, he does all his own stuff. He makes, you know, the he make keeps all the money. He doesn't. He owns his own studio, his own production, all that stuff. It's all his money. All those Madea movies, they go straight into his pocket. You know, forty million opening weekend, like more than half of that goes straight into him. You know, you understand? So he's making money now. A lot of that, obviously, Medea is, you know, he dresses as a woman. Now, I posted on Facebook earlier. Now, this is a verse from Deuteronomy 22.5. It says, very simply, a man, excuse me, a woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing. For the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Now, I don't, you know, Tyler Perry considers himself to be a Christian. I don't know. I don't know if he missed that scripture or, or what he, what his thoughts are about that. But, I mean, and this, this is twofold. On one hand, he's making a mockery of that, that verse by also calling himself a, a Christian. You guys, noticing, a, we just got finished talking about this five minutes ago. That's what the devil wants. He wants to have Christians behaving badly because that takes, like, high-ranking Christians, like, Very influential Christians People whose whole base Is based in Christianity He wants to have A homosexual man Who dresses as a woman You know But still proclaiming Christianity He wants those people To to be doing things like this That make a mockery of Christianity A man must not wear a woman's clothing Nor a woman wear a man's clothing Any thoughts on that scripture Courtney, or the whole Tyler Perry situation?
1: You know what? I didn't even, um, I wasn't even familiar with that one, um, that scripture. But um, it's, you know, I wish more Christians would follow that, or people, you know, self-proclaimed Christians, um, you know, would follow that. Because we have way too many people. I mean, aside from a Tyler Perry, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know he's in the entertainment industry, and people look up to him and like you said, when people are you know high you know higher up like that, uh you know they're very influential, and people often um imitate what they see you know on t v and so next thing you know, you'll have young boys thinking it's okay to wear their mom's clothing and it <laughs> you know and it's it's not it's not cool at all. And um, people should really follow that, you know, that scripture to the T. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it, the Bible, people make the Bible a lot more complicated than it is. You know, they, they, they twist it and turn it to, to fit their personal needs or desires or wants or, or lifestyles. I mean, because this, this isn't like a, you know, a big subjective thing. It's, you know, a woman must not wear a man's clothing, nor a, a man wear a woman's clothing. For the Lord your God detests anyone who does this So at what point do you come out as Medea is saying That you're just going to come out dressed like a man and, and have a biblical base The reason why he's able to get, a, get a, uh, to get around that And get away with that Is because like you said, Courtney You weren't familiar with that verse Before my research on today's show I don't front, I keep it real I wasn't familiar with that verse I mean, I heard little things But I wasn't familiar with this verse you know what I'm saying? And most most people are not familiar with this verse. Because why are they not familiar with this verse? Because obviously you're not going to hear, you know, the mainstream media doing shows like this. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see hear the Daton Tolbert show on NBC or anywhere for that matter. Uh, me talking like this, this isn't you know good for ratings. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to get any sponsorships with this. Nobody's gonna pay to have me play their commercial with me talking like this. That would be bad for business for them. You know, that's what that's how you get on get where Steve Harvey is. You say things and you do things that are not, that will that will be sponsorship friendly. Do are people afraid of you? Do people feel like if they advertise with you, you won't offend anyone to cause their product to be looked at in a negative manner? You know, me talking about homosexuality, me speaking against the richest man in entertainment, that's not really good for sponsorships. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all business. It's nothing personal a lot of times. It's just business. But I'm okay with that. I may mean, let me just tell you all something. And I, on everything, I thank Jesus Christ every day for this. I've been in corporate America for 10 years. I uh, And I shared this with the people in the group because it wasn't for everybody. But, you know, but I said that... Uh, Last last Sunday, I gave, I'm not, I don't want to get into any specifics, but, you know, I, I gave more money uh, than I ever have in my life <clears throat> to in the offering. You know what I'm saying? And I just said, you know, what the heck, let me just give more money. And um, on everything, I made more money last week. I, and I, you know, I'm involved in a, a number of different things, from counseling to just different things that I do, public speaking and, and various things like that of that nature. I made more money last week than I ever had in my life, and I've made a lot of money through corporate America and banking. Just that's what I'm saying. In one week, that's what I'm telling y'all. And, and so God is real, and I thank God for allowing me to not have to resort to, you know, things where I would be a slave to advertise or a slave to sponsorships and have to not and not be able to I believe that God will not even with me. If anyone makes a decision, like says, Hey look, God, I wanna live for you. I wanna tell it. <clears throat> excuse me, I want to tell people about you. You know, but I don't you know I'm saying, help me. He'll make it possible. Don't worry about money. You know, you don't have to support Obama because He's going to lower your taxes by X amount, and which is not even going to happen. So, you know, that's, you know what I mean? It's all, what nothing, Obama ain't lowering nothing. Be clear about that. The same people who were getting paid before are still going to get paid, whether Mitt is in there or or uh, Obama is in there. I posted a video on my Facebook page. They are, they are the same person. They have the same exact policies. They're saying the same exact thing. Watch the video of that from a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple days ago. And look, Courtney, did you see that video?
1: Um, no, I don't think I caught that
0: one. I might repost it. These people are saying the same exact thing. Same policies on foreign policy, same policy on the Federal Reserve, same policies on uh, tax breaks for the rich, all this stuff. There's no difference. Romney just got up there and lied through his teeth so that he could set himself apart from Obama. That's why everybody's saying, like, oh, yeah, you lied about this. They were saying the same thing. You can't get on a debate and say the same thing. That's why he had to lie. That's why it was, like, a you know, one big thing. So it's all fake. It's all a show. But let's get back into it. So Tyler Perry obviously has, has positioned himself in a manner in which he will be able to uh, be looked at by the masses as this, you know, entertainment guru. But he also is proclaiming Christianity. All right. So just keep keep an eye out for this stuff. Keep an eye out for Satan's for Satan's plan, or as Jay Z and Kanye like to call it, watch the throw. You know what I mean? Keep eye, you know, don't 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 worry about that. That went over some people's heads. You just you know I ain't got time to get into it. But that it's the same thing. Watch it. Watch Satan exact his revenge on you know on God's people. <clears throat> this is the thing. A lot of people say, don't why are you judging?" You know, and, and this is the thing that people need to understand, that Christians are not judging any – well, I shouldn't say that. We'll talk about uh, some, how some Christians behave in a manner that's not pleasing to God in regards to homosexuality and other sins, because Christians aren't perfect, and we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, we got a whole outline, so trust me, just be patient and just sit back and, and be informed, because this is, you know, some real stuff right here. I said it's not the, – the way it's supposed to be done is not judging them. It's basically informing them of what God says, what God's word says, how God feels. You know, how does God feel about homosexuality? So when you tell people it's not, you know, you can't you can't say it's being judgmental when God wants us to do this stuff. That's what y'all don't understand. God, you're supposed to tell, you're supposed to speak out against it. What do y'all think Jesus walked the earth doing? He would tell people. He would he would approach people. Nobody called Jesus judgmental. He would literally see people sinning, and he would actually confront them and tell them like, "Yo, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. This is not what my father would have you guys doing. This is what this is who my father is. This is what he's about. This is what you need to do if you want to get down with him." He would approach them. He would talk to them, and they would change their ways. How I mean, that's what that's all I really do. That's all Courtney does That's what Safina does That's what a couple other people do You know what I mean It's just educating people on Hey look, this is not what God would be pleased with A lot of people erroneously Call that being judgmental You ever see? You ever get that? You ever been called judgmental, Courtney?
1: Yeah, and you know And I see it um, You know, sometimes on, on Facebook You know, I see it there um, people will say, well, you know, only only God can judge me, so you have no right to, you know, say anything. Well, okay, my thing is, okay, only God can judge you, but by that point, you will be going to hell. So my thing is, as Christians, I feel like we should hold each other accountable so that you can go to heaven and not, you know, live a whole life um, you know, full of sin and a sinful lifestyle, we're really doing it out of love and to help each other. You know, we're not saying we're free of sin. Like, everyone sins. We're just holding each other accountable just so we can go to heaven.
0: Right. Somebody said in the group, Dedan sounds like he's pissed off right now. Yeah, I am pissed off. You know what I mean? I am. You know, and the reality is, and, you know, it's funny, if you if you think that I'm pissed off, which we'll get into. <laughs> you haven't heard you haven't seen anything yet as far as how God feels. Think about that. If you guys are listening to this show and you can hear anger in my voice as to what's going on around me, these these homosexual men, these homosexual women, just the, the, the promiscuity, the overly sexual nature of, of today's society. If I sound pissed off, how the heck do you think God feels? Seriously, let that marinate for a little bit. You know, and not even let it matter. We'll tell you, we'll, sh- we'll share stories about what how God feels. Now, certain things will no longer happen. Let me just put out here because Jesus Christ died for our sins. The Bible, uh, and we, you know, like I said I don't want to t- you know let the cat out of the bag too, early But certain things are, are specifically for the Old Testament. But and I said this before. Just because certain things will never happen again in the way that they, you know, the way God exacted his his anger. On society, when he was mad, you know we we no longer have to deal with that because he sent God or Jesus Christ to deal, to you know die for our sins so that he won't we won't be punished. But that does not change his feelings on the matter. You understand? Jesus destroyed entire races of people, entire the whole world. He destroyed it because of his anger, of, because of homosexuality, because of prostitution, because of fornication. So just because he will, he made a promise to Abraham saying, "Hey, look," or uh, excuse me, to Noah, saying, "I will never do that again," that doesn't mean that he's still not angry as hell. All right. So just keep these things in mind. <clears throat> now, now somebody may be saying, "Hold on, well, what are you talking about, Dana? I'm Like well, you know, I hear you, but I haven't heard no scriptures yet. Well, let's talk about. It. Let's read some. What does the What does the Bible say about homosexuality? You know what I'm saying? People say it's abomination. You know this and that. Are there other scriptures that it speaks about it? Like how else does he feel? Like what else is in the Bible? Well, let's let's read it. You know, Leviticus 18:22 says, "You shall not lie with a male, as one lies with a female, because it's an abomination." That's a lot of people don't you know read the Bible. They don't. They've heard it. You know it's abominable. But like where is it? That's where it is. Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. Basically, you should not have sex with men. You shall not cuddle with men the way that you cuddle with a female. Like the way I lie with my wife, two men should not be doing any of those things. That means homosexuality in any capacity, way, shape, form, or fashion is an abomination in God's eyes. I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. I don't know where all these, you know, how is that being judgmental. I don't know where there's room for Obama to say, you know, he supports gay rights. I don't know where any of this is coming from, where everybody clearly just heard that in Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female because it's an abomination, does every, I mean, if you disagree with that or you feel some type of way, give me a call. We can debate it. We can talk about it, you know, 646-2000-0366. But and the Bible's pretty clear there. You know, Courtney, is, that, is there any way
1: that that could maybe be misconstrued or translated in a different way? No, I mean, that was pretty clear. <laughs> I mean, that was very, very clear. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, one thing I one thing I do want to say, I mean to cut you off, it's crazy though how you will, you know, tell people, you know, homosexual, homosexuality is wrong and you'll even give them the scriptures and then they still want to argue. And it's like this is in the Bible. So, why are you still arguing about it? And it's just really sad and it's just it makes me feel really sad um just about the state of affairs and how things are going. In our world
0: Yeah man I mean you, you gotta you, you can't You can't you know ignore What the bible says You know God does not Like this act He, it, But people are saying okay that's just how he feels About the act but alright whatever What else does it say then I see a couple calls We'll take some calls in a second Let's get a little because everyone knows that Everyone's heard that but here's some scriptures That you might not have heard that I think May have you looking at it a little Bit differently Here's another one in Leviticus uh, 20.13 says, If there is a man who lies with a male as those who lie with a woman, both of them have committed a detestable act. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood guiltiness is upon them. Now, like I said, I don't know... You know, how much more clear you have to be or how much, you know, how clear God could be about how he views it. Forget what's going on, you know, constitution-wise, you know, gay rights and all that stuff. But this is from the word of God. This is what he's saying, how he feels about it. If a man lies with another man the way he lies with a woman... Both of those people have committed a detestable act. And look these words up in the dictionary. Look up an abomination. This doesn't say, well, he doesn't like it, you know, or, got, or you're committing a sin. Both people have sinned. No, every, you know, the Bible talks a lot about sin, but these aren't just your average sins. How, you know, the Bible speaks about sin all throughout the book, but very few, and I don't know of any, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know of any other sins that God calls an abomination, I haven't read too many scriptures that classifies uh, or that considers a a certain sin as detestable. Look those words up; those are pretty serious terms. It says they shall surely—not even a question—they shall be put to death. Why would? If you really look, God is a loving God. He doesn't like just kill people. He didn't just kill people for no reason, you know. Certain things would have certain punishments but this says if you lay with another man that is so detestable that without a question you will be put to death and we all know what God is you know but and, and how loving he is but for God to put you to death that pretty much shows how how strongly he views on that and you want to support that you want to vote for somebody who supports that yeah you got that Good luck with that on Judgment Day. You know what I mean? Go ahead. You vote for Obama if you want to and see how God feels about someone who supports, someone who's supporting something that he would have those people put to death for. Hey, like I said, y'all better people than me. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: I mean, the only um, thing I can say, and we can probably get into this a little bit later, what I was just thinking um, about just in general people who are – Um, Homosexual and feel like You know that is How they are and that's what You know they were born with so God will always love them And which is true but and that they Will go to heaven And I just like I said I don't know when you want to talk about this but I Feel like it's a learned behavior and I think it's Something that um, they can be Delivered from so Something I was thinking
0: Yeah yeah and that's the thing like all this Crap about You know, people were are born that way, and you know, yeah, it's it's no, you're not born that way. It's it's you're not born with something that God calls an abomination. There are now there are certain things that we've discussed here on the show called generational curses. You know that is real. Those are real. That's biblical. If you miss my show. That was a classic show with Reverend Ann, myself, Courtney, where we where we really broke down uh, how the sins of the father, how the sins of the mother can affect not just one generation, but generations to come. You know, and things of that nature. Which you know, so but keep in mind, and that's how God punishes sin. Okay, you know, with with generational curses. A lot of times, it's not even going to affect you as much as it will your children. I swear to y'all, if y'all never listen to another show, make sure you listen to the show on, on generational curses because y'all can do what you want to do. And, you, and it's your life and do what thou wilt. And Pepsi's slogan, live for now. You can live for now if you want to. But the Bible says your sin, your children, and your grandchildren, and their grandchildren will pay for your sins. It's not a joke, it's biblical you remember that show, Courtney?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Because, you know, it was some, something I could personally relate to. So, of course, um, I do remember that show.
0: Yeah, man. Let's go to the phone line. I see you're calling the line from the 347 area code. Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. Hey, Daylon. How you doing? Good. Um,
2: uh <laughs> Yeah, I was just listening to your show, and I'm going to be real quick with this because i got some other things I need to do. but. Um, Yeah, I get real irritated when I hear things like, you know, you can't judge me and this 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 and that Because it's right, you're right, it's right there in the scripture saying that you are supposed to judge righteous judgment So um, I just wanted to call up and like let your audience uh, hear something They can read it if they got their Bibles with them and open But if you go to Leviticus uh, chapter 19 verse 17 all right, and it says here, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him, right? So that that that's crystal clear. Um, so I, I really, I don't know how, you know, some of us out there can argue with a lot of these things. Um, and then you have another one here in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1 and that says uh, cry aloud spare not lift up thy voice like a trumpet and shew my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins mm-hmm. and that again that's crystal clear so uh again i i don't like almost daily you know i meet people and we you know we get into this uh kind of conversation and um I try to break this down to them, and that's, that they don't—they just don't want to hear it. And I, I try—I try to really, really hard to tell them, "Hey, you don't want to on Judgment Day have to step up, and um, you know you hadn't cleaned up your life. You know, all the way up until Judgment Day, you you want to try to get things right before you get there. That's what your grace is for. Your grace is an opportunity to get your life in order." So if you're a homosexual, or you know you're out there doing things that you know you know you got no business doing, right now, today, you know every day is a chance for you to turn your life around and do something different. And um yeah, when it's just that again, I get yeah very irritated when I hear things like you can't judge me, and like a lot of us out there are not using that uh that word in the proper context because. In, in, in the biblical times to judge somebody was to kill them you know you you had your uh, you had the commandments you know and and they they were very very clear about what they said you did a b c d e f or f or g here come the rocks that's it there was going to be a stoning uh uh you know a stoning party you know what some people refer to it as and that was it. That was that was that that was it. That was the end of you right there. You 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 now, in this day, you have an opportunity to get your life in order, so that you don't have to get stoned. <laughs> you know, like right. uh, uh, again, um, a lot of people don't understand the context of what it is to be to be judged. And, you know, in those days, you know, you had to go and sacrifice animals to you know to to atone for your sin, and the problem with that is uh so many animals had to die, you know, for, for, for nothing. You know, and that that still it, that had no it didn't what am I trying to say? It didn't allow the the person to deal with their with with their internal issues, to deal with their own sin. You know, sacrificing these animals that's not you know, that 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 that, that doesn't work. So now we have a new covenant where, you know, all you have to do is repent, and don't and don't go back to it, and that's it. You're good, right? But you know, a lot of us out there, we had trouble with that. You know, but, yeah, that's me, basically it.
0: Yo, man, let me just say, I want to thank you, and, and seriously, really thank you for calling in, and um, you know, just kind of offering words of encouragement to the listeners because this is what God is looking for people to do: is is not to debate. You know, you, can't, you can debate with me, you might be able to debate with Courtney, this guy calling in, but you can't debate with word, with God's word. You can't say, well, no, God doesn't feel this way when his word is absolutely crystal clear, like as, as we just heard. So, again, I thank you for calling in and spreading scriptures. I don't claim to be the most, you know, renowned biblical scholar out there. I'm learning like a lot of you guys are still learning. I'm just, excuse me, I'm a real guy who's just not afraid to take a stand for Jesus Christ. That's all I am. You know what I mean, and and that's what God is looking for. You somebody say, well, I don't I don't know like the word like that. I don't read about. Well, that's, that's okay. Neither did I. You know what I mean. But still, just He's looking for people who are courageous enough to take a stand on what they do know, and you know, and help others. And He'll He'll take care of the rest. I don't know any of this stuff I'm talking about right now. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm, this is not people who know me. This isn't what I do. Y'all know what I do. This isn't me. This is God right here. Y'all are hearing from. These are God's words. You know what I'm saying? This isn't, you know, Courtney doesn't know any of this stuff. I don't know any of this stuff. You know, I'm just, you know, and this is, it's just we're courageous enough to speak out against it. You know, and that's what he wants. So let's get back into it, though. But again, I definitely appreciate the call. If anybody else is out there, agree or disagree. I don't, this is, I'm not Steve Harvey. I don't just surround myself with people who agree with me. If you disagree. Then call in If you want to talk If you want to debate We can have the debate You know what I mean I don't shy away from any debates Please believe that You know what I mean People in the group People who know me Like I don't You don't have to co-sign Not even Courtney mean and Courtney debate She doesn't have to co-sign I don't want any yes men Yes women Call in You know Now This is another thing That the Bible says And it gets deeper and deeper As we go along In First Corinthians six nine and ten says or do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit <clears throat> excuse me inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, don't uh, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, the effeminate, the homosexuals, the thieves, the covetous, not the drunkards. Not the revilers, the swindlers None of them Shall inherit the kingdom of God Alright Now do you guys know what the effeminate means? You know what I'm saying? Like that's basically like those real feminine dudes You know The the people who are You know Maybe or maybe not gay But the people with a gay spirit You know what I mean? Courtney, you ever see those people Like the, the real feminine dudes But try to act like they're not gay?
1: Yeah, I did today. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, when I laugh, it's really just to not get emotional and over the top about it because it is a serious issue, but I see those types of things. Everything off of, you know, um, from that scripture that you just read, like I've come into contact with people like that, and I was probably one of those people at one point. Uh, what was it, drunkards? I mean, you yeah, know, that was me at one point. Like, so it, it's real. It's real. And we have to really pray to get delivered from that because it, it's serious and it could take a hold on you if you let it.
0: Right, right. Man, this stuff, man. God, like I got told you, all a storm is coming. You know what I mean? A storm is coming. Uh, you know, the day of reckoning will be here sooner than you know it. And he's not looking for the fence-sitters He's not looking for the people who would like to think that there's you know multiple ways to get to God through Oprah like Oprah wants you to believe. You know what I mean? Like Jay Z and you know Kanye, Rihanna, Beyonce, some of your favorite celebrities, like Tom Cruise. Oh, they're all they're all going to hell. You know what I mean? Somebody said, "Well, how can you judge them?" I'm not judging them. Based, it's like if, if if you apply for a job and the the the, the actual job description says. You know, the ideal candidate will have X, Y, and Z qualifications. Now, if you can look at someone and you can tell they're coming to the job interview, you know, with overalls on, they don't even know how to turn on a computer, let alone surf the Internet, they don't know Excel, they don't know PowerPoint. Well, I mean, it's not rocket science. They're not getting that job. They might not even get a job at McDonald's. But they're definitely not getting that job. Just like if you don't have certain qualifications, you don't live in a certain manner. You know, you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, like you're not going to heaven. Like it's not. You know what I'm saying it's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's not hard to tell. So you don't feel bad about you know telling people or educating people. Hey, look, you know this behavior is not going to be conducive. To, I mean, ask somebody if they want to go to hell. Like, hey, do you want to go to hell? Like, no, nah, nah, I don't want to go to hell. Like, oh, all right. Well, if you don't, then you may want to, this is what the word says that you need to do in order to get to heaven. That's not judging them. That's helping them. You're trying to save their lives. If you saw a cat up, stuck up in the tree, you'd call the police, wouldn't you? You'd try to get it down. You wouldn't just, like, I remember I was walking my my brothers when I was a little kid and we saw this big old dog and he was on a leash a long leash and somehow he had like jumped over a fence and the, you know what i mean and he was hanging like he was choking and we just heard him howling out and screaming out he was he was like choking to death and we basically were trying to pull him up and we you know my one brother got him up and i was like trying to like grab him and like pull him over the fence so that he didn't he was like trying to bite me and stuff and you know it was it was tough and we we got bit up a lot you know what I mean but we we saved the dog from dying that me and my three bro- my two brothers and my sister that day, you know what I mean but i had we had some scratches, had some marks, but at the end of the day we did a good thing. You know what I mean I'll let you guys connect the dots on that analogy you know on your own, but it's pretty clear you know when you try to help people, you will get bit up a little bit. You know, get a little couple scratches. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Just like it didn't bother me then, these Facebook scratches don't bother me. You know, people calling me judgment. You think that bothers It doesn't bother me. I don't care about nobody. I mean, nobody can do anything to me that God can't protect me from. I'm not scared of the haters. It may be annoying at times, but, you know, that's the thing. You know, if you guys are the ones, if those are the ones who are going to suffer, not me. I can take a couple scratches, but can you take burning in hell? It's deep stuff out here, Corey. Because it's life or death.
1: Mm, that was deep. Yeah, I think um, I know that a, a lot of times we want um, to speak up and and really, you know, when we see something that's not right. Um, in particular, I'm talking about homosexuality, but we won't we won't say anything in fear that will hurt that person's feelings or that will lose a friendship or you know any anything like that we're more concerned about that and not really thinking of the bigger picture you know yeah it may hurt some feelings yeah they they may not ever talk to you again but at least you can say that you you know spoke God's word over them so right. Let me read one more,
0: one last one. I just want to leave this with, this one with y'all. Then we want to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. Y'all, this gonna blow y'all minds, man. These stories. But um, in Romans one twenty six, you know, one verse twenty six, uh, it says, "For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural." And in the same way, the men abandoned natural function of the woman and they burned in their ne- in their desire towards one another. Men with men committing indecent acts, receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Do y'all know what that said? Do y'all, do y'all understand what just, let me just finish it. This is 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which is not proper. And that's in Romans one twenty. That might be one of the deepest verses I've ever read. This is deep. Basically, in case you didn't get it, you know what I mean? Hopefully you did, but if you didn't, basically what's happening here is saying that the men and women who were faced with this temptation they 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 basically gave in and said the heck with what's natural, the heck with what was how it's supposed to be. We're gonna give in to what is unnatural, you know, and we're gonna burn our desire towards one another, men with men, committing indecent acts. Well, I wonder what that means, committing indecent acts, and hear this: this is, the Bible is God. You know, it's very descriptive in his own language. In and receiving, in their own person, the due penalty of their error. They were getting it up the butt. These are those are indecent acts. They received their in their own person, the due penalty of their freaking error. What do you think about that, Courtney? Is that is that not? I mean, did you know that God was that descriptive?
1: No, (laughs) no, I had never, um, I had never read that scripture before, you know, I knew that the Bible spoke against, you know, homosexuality, but wow, I just, I didn't know it was, you know, like that Oh yeah, for many of you, the Bible is funny, God doesn't,
0: it's funny man, the realest show I've ever done in the history of this show was, was entitled Whore And some of you may, I know Courtney remembers that show Many of the newer listeners don't But if you've been around for a little bit And what it was is we read from Exodus 23 Now Exodus 23 speaks about specifically how God views promiscuous women You know, and and how he treated promiscuous women Right now we're hearing how God treats homosexuals and how he views homosexuals, but we did another show specifically on how God views the whore, the prostitute, the Jezebel, if, and, and if you probably can, and that was the realest show that I've ever done, and you, will you guys believe it, that the devil doesn't want me to be able to rebroadcast that? Every time I try to rebroadcast it, there's silence. Now you guys know we're live maybe two or three nights out the week, the rest are probably rebroadcast. But of all the shows that I've ever rebroadcasted, the realest show that I've ever done, for whatever reason, the devil doesn't want me to be able to rebroadcast that for you guys to hear. You probably can go and listen to it if you just go ahead and search for it, you know, it'll, you know, how you listen to the archives. But for whatever reason, I, I'm not able to rebroadcast it live like at 9 o'clock. Is that not crazy to you, Courtney?
1: I mean, I would say it's crazy, but it makes sense because that was one of, like you said, I remember that show. Now um, that I think about it, yeah, it was very, very real. It's like one of the best shows. Yeah, that that was
0: probably my all-time favorite show. You know, but yeah, let's go to the phone lines. I see a couple calls here six four six two zero 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 three six six. Then we're going to go ahead and get into what the Bible says about. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. What was going on at, around that time? You've all heard those 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 words, those names. But we're going to really educate many because I wasn't 100. percent think I can be honest. Like, you know, I wasn't 100 percent familiar with what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. I wasn't really all that familiar at, at a point in my life with what was going on around that led up to Noah's Ark. Forget Noah's Ark. That you know, they came on by twos and twos, you know, all that is cool. But what was happening prior to that that made God send a, a huge flood? We're going to talk about that. But I see a call here from the 512 area code. Welcome to the Date on Tolbert Show. 512 Are you there? Yes,
1: I'm here. Hello.
0: Yes, hello. Welcome. What Where, is your question or comment?
1: Oh, I was just listening. I didn't even realize that I had. You pressed, pressed... one, didn't you? Actually, <laughs> I didn't even realize it, but.
3: I'm just amazed at what I'm hearing because this is
1: exactly the scriptures that we are on in church right now, Sodom and
0: Gomorrah.
1: Mm.
0: Wow. Well, where are you calling in from? What state is 512? Texas. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate you calling in. You know, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, this is not – you know, I'm just preaching, the, I'm not even preaching, this isn't like a sermon. We're just talking right now about what is going on, you know, in God's eyes. You know, this young woman said, and, I, and let me just say from down I don't know what church you belong to, but uh, I, I salute your pastor, whoever he is or she is, for being, um, you know, bold enough to speak about uh, homosexuality. Because I honestly not even my pastor. I you know, no disrespect to my pastor, but or any pastor out there, but I don't believe I've ever heard my pastor or or you know, really I don't I'm trying to think real quick. I don't think I've heard a pastor speak on or preach on homosexuality. You know, in like like you like what you're hearing now. Like I'm not talking about just saying little things, you know, here and there. You know, I'm talking about what you're hearing right now. I'm talking about these scriptures. You know, where are those scriptures where's romans one twenty six where's first corinthians six nine like where you know what pastors are talking leviticus eighteen twenty two leviticus twenty thirteen I just googled some stuff, and this is what I found I know pastors you know of uh, shepherds of of thousands of people bring in the word you know where are these you know you talk about everything else but but nobody wants to talk about this. But, I, again, I salute your pastor down there for, for, for being, uh, you know, not afraid. Because this is not politically correct. This is not going to bring the ties in. This is not going to bring in, you know, pay the building fund or get the new building built. You know, pay off the mortgage. This is, you know, this is that's why people don't talk about it. And I'm not, I don't need, it's cool, I'm not knocking it. Because everyone has a purpose. I'm the bad guy. Everyone needs a bad guy. You know what I mean? I'll say the things the pastors can't talk about. You know, what I mean? or won't talk about because, you know, church politics I get it. I'm not knocking that. But you'll hear the truth here on this show if you go on here it anywhere else. You know what I mean? Courtney, have you ever heard a sermon on, on uh on, on homosexuality?
1: Um, actually yes. Um, to the church that um from the church I'm recently going to. Yes. Um, but for the majority of my life, you know, from the churches that, um, I've been, you know, a member of, no, it was just very, the sermons, I would say, for the most part, were very safe, um, you know you know they would talk about things that were you know that were issues, but at the same time, I would notice like um topics such as homosexuality will often be you know glossed over you know we didn't really talk about that or they didn't really cover that um too much and then it it's it's crazy, but I'm just so happy that you know the place that i'm the church I'm tending now they do, the pastor does um, touch on issues like that, that's that's real. And that's was what like we need. What hearing,
0: was it these scriptures? Was it like what you're hearing right now? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think, was,
0: I think we all know there will never be, and I'm not even, you know, That's I'm not trying to boast or anything. I'm just saying I think it's safe to say that there will never be anyone who will speak about this subject the way you're hearing it right now, because socially politically it's not like i said it's it's a very uncomfortable, uncomfortable topic. How can you have a pastor pre- preaching scripture that says the effeminate you know you know the homosexual will burn in hell when the pastor or excuse me when the uh the choir leader is a flamer you know what I'm saying he's like flamboyant. You know these dudes coming in with tight pants on singing in the choir, leading the choir. Uh freaking the head of the the boys choir, the head of the softball team is a homosexual. Is is, is flamboyant. You know what I mean? Like how do you justify that when there is scripture that not just talks about the homosexual, but the effeminate. You know what I'm saying? And and I you can't you can't do that, man. You got to have men acting like men. Women acting like women. Actually, no, I apologize. I apologize. My last church, my ex fiance's uncle is a pastor of a very popular church here in Philly, and he absolutely he went into great detail about homosexuality. I apologize to that. But yeah, you know, it's very few pastors who will who will discuss this topic. Steep stuff out. Let's go back to the phone line. See a call from Philly, two one five eight six six. Welcome to the Date on Tober Show. Hello, you there? Yeah, hello. Oh, what's going on? Who's this? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. What's going on?
3: Hey, what's going on? It's Eddie and Joe.
0: Oh, Joe, what's up, man? What's going on, man? What What's your thoughts tonight?
3: Uh, man, I'm just listening, and I'm on I'm on line now, reading about uh, uh Sodom, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah.
0: Um, hold on, Joe, hold on, Joe, real quick. Let me give you a proper introduction, man. Because I don't know if people may not know who you are. Let me understand. let, me let you guys know. Comedian Good Job, matter of fact, look him up on Facebook. He's a world-renowned comedian. You know, me and Job go back. He actually used to be a special guest correspondent here on this show, you know, for a, quite amount, a good amount of time, several months. And he went on, you know, he's a comedian. He tours around the world. I believe he just came back from Germany touring with a lot of well-known comedians, man, funny guy, you know. So Job is ve- definitely, uh, you know, a friend to the show. You, you know, been around, and you know. My bad, I just want to let the people know who you are, Joe. What, what are your thoughts? So you said you're reading about Solomon Gamora.
3: Yeah, you know, like you were saying before, you know, I was laughing when you were talking about the choir. And um, that must be a requirement for a uh, choir directors. <laughs> you know, it, it, it must be a requirement. Uh, you know, and then they got to wear the skinny jeans, which I understand that. You know, but it's rampant the it's something right. wrong than the church. I mean, right that's where you see, you know, homosexuality today is bold. You know, they're bold now. They no longer hide it. They're, they're bold with it now. You know, and, and the whole mindset is, you know, you need to accept it because the society has accepted it already.
0: Right. But yeah, even
3: Indeed. I I deal with it even in my in my business, in the entertainment business, you get know, that's. You know, people tell me that, you know, that's who runs the entertainment
0: business. What do you say? Hold on, Joe. Wait, wait, because, wait, you know, I want it to be clear. What people understand. What are you saying? You're saying that homosexuals run the entertainment industry?
3: From from, from what I'm hearing, that, um, you know, it's widespread. It's widespread. When you have comedians that have to apologize for what they say on stage, which we in a professional where we should never have to apologize for what we say uh, while we're on stage with, with the mics in our hand. We should never have to apologize. This is the one profession you should not have to uh, uh, apologize for what you say because it's freedom of speech. But you look at comedian Tracy Morgan who made a comment, made a joke about homosexuals and had to actually apologize Was going to pull his show from off the air.
0: Wow, that's crazy out here. Yo, man, hey, Joe, man, I appreciate you calling in. Definitely I appreciate you listening, showing a lot of love. Joe has always shown love to the show. You guys really feel like diving back into the archives, you know, a couple years back. Joe was on here like every other night, so definitely uh shout-out to Joe. Courtney, did you remember Joe? Did you used to listen back when he was uh, on?
1: No, I think I started listening, like, after he left. Yeah, Joe. Joe was on a
0: while ago, but definitely added a, a you know a comedic uh, flair to the to the show. Th- this is the thing, and what Job is saying. And I was, you know, I, I believe me, I'm just kind of, humoring you guys. But I know what Job is talking about. And if you guys listen to the show, you know what's going on. Homosexuals do run this country, and it's is you know all that Illuminati stuff. It's like it's it's deep. It's again going back to what is Satan's agenda. For this earth it's it, His agenda is to bring us back To the Sodom and Gomorrah times Where politically Socially, economically You know, everything was, was corrupt Sexually, it's all corrupt That's what he wants us to do We're moving History repeats itself Back in some uh, God destroyed all of Sodom and Gomorrah Which we're about to read about He destroyed the whole earth and everything on it Because he was so sick and tired Of sin Well what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah You know They were having sex with each other
4: <laughs>
0: It was Homosexuality Homosexuality was rampant God said I am so sick and tired of this, I'm just going to destroy everybody With fire and brimstone And that's That's what I'm saying That's the direction that we're going back into that's what's next. Y'all know that, right? It's not you know, it's not a question of of if, it's just a matter of when. Because if you look around, everything that was present in Sodom and Gomorrah is currently present in today's society. So that's what's gonna happen. It's not you know what I mean? Well, it's nothing to dis- dispute and think about how God feels. Forget debating with Adon and Tolbert, but how are you gonna explain To God on judgment day Or or, or on your judgment day When you die Because we all might not be there for judgment day My judgment day might be tonight After the show Yours might be tomorrow Tomorrow isn't promised So forget later on down the line Revelations and all that stuff What about when you die You're going to have to explain The fact that you voted for Obama You're going to have to explain Your views for, for You know what I mean For how you feel about What he calls an abomination don't, Y'all don't have to believe me, but just read the Bible. It's very clear. We're all going to be held accountable for our thoughts, our views,
1: and our beliefs.
0: What are your, what are your thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: I, I really, I mean, I feel like you said it all. I actually, believe it or not, don't have anything um, to add to that. But, you know, people don't um, people don't think about that. People think about, you know, now. They're too busy living for now that they're not even thinking about judgment day or or when they die and it's it's unfortunate. Let me tell y'all something. Let me read y'all something.
0: This is shout out to Safina uh who obviously is a, a very big member of the uh Friends of the on Talbert show group shows a lot of love to the show. She actually and I respect her a lot because she had the uh the courage to speak out against this on her page and this is one of her posts. She said that the devil Is a master deceiver. God's word says homosexuality is a sin, but the devil says, No, you were just born that way. God's word says, Stay away from idolatry, meaning stay away from idolizing people. Yet, the devil says that we should idolize celebrities because, after all, look how perfect their lives are. God still loves the sinners, but he hates sin. Please do not be deceived The devil is all up and down Some of our lives And we don't even realize it Learn the truth for yourself Believe God and his word Now that was great advice from Safina You know, follow her on uh, you know, As Safina Carla Right on Facebook And uh, But this is There was a, a huge debate that ensued After, after you know uh, She spoke out and, and I get this a lot And it's almost refreshing to see other people going through this stuff because I know that it's not just me. It's, you know, when you speak out against God, or excuse me, when you speak out against sin and live for God publicly, people will not like that. you guys get that? Jesus Christ just happened to be crucified for it, spit on, hated on, lied upon, persecuted. He died on a cross out of all the people that Jesus Christ helped, he died on a cross alone, well, with two other, two two basically sinners next to him, on the right and to his left. and But his mother had to watch him be crucified, his friends, you know, his disciples, really he didn't have friends, but you know what I mean, like everyone who claimed they supported him basically watched as he was, you know, executed, and crucified. And so Safina put that post up. And this is what she said. Now, this was what somebody said to her. God also said, do not judge anyone. And Jesus also said, "If you, he who has no sin casts the first stone. So I guess you need to start throwing stones at yourself. Who are you to judge people and, uh, and who they choose to love? It's, an, it's a mindset like yours that causes people to judge people by the color of their skin and have so much hate in the world. When did you become God? Now, that's very interesting that this this person attacked her that way because I don't see, there's not one judgmental thing that she says here. In fact, she said, God's word says homosexuality is a sin. God's word says stay away from idolatry. You know, God loves the sinners, but he hates the sin. So, you know, Courtney, at what point in that post, was Safina being judgmental.
1: She was not She was not judgmental at all. I could see if she said, well, you know, I believe or, or I know that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she, she was right in saying, you know, this is what God's word says. And that's what I'm talking about. When you say what God's word says and you will, you know, back it up with scripture, people still want to argue with you. And that makes absolutely no sense. And that just shows how much um, they're living in, sins, in sin themselves. Because if that wasn't the case, why would they be arguing about it?
0: Yeah, people People don't understand that they're actually allowing themselves to be used by the devil. That's actually the craziest thing about it. You know what I mean? Like that person, whoever they are that wrote that, they're being used by Satan to publicly... You know take away from God's message Like so I posted That scripture from uh, Deuteronomy You know about Dressing like a you know a woman And I that's all I posted I just posted the scripture And I posted Tyler Perry's picture Of him dressing you know as a woman And would you believe that I didn't even say All that stuff that Syphina said All I said was the scripture uh, That's it in quotes And would you believe that people actually accuse me, a few people accuse me of being judgmental just from posting a picture that obviously, you know, contradicts what that scripture says? Like, that's crazy. People, some people are very just miserable in their own lives. Let me just tell you a quick story, and I posted this a few months ago. Y'all, everybody knows Manny Pacquiao. If you don't, Manny Pacquiao is, you know, a world-renowned boxer from the Philippines. He is basically, was regarded, maybe even still is regarded, as the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world. Now, obviously, now, a couple months ago, he had a championship fight, which I watched. I had a fight party at the crib, had the homies come over, watch it, you know. And uh, a lot of people know it was a very lopsided fight. Pacquiao isn't really known as of late for knocking people out. So the fight went to the, the cars, went to the judges, and uh, unfortunately, it was a, it was a very lopsided fight. Anyone, I mean Stevie Wonder could have seen that he was he won the fight. It wasn't even a question of did he win. It was just like how much did he win by, you know? And uh, the, the judges gave it to the other guy. So now Manny Pacquiao is no longer the the champion. You know what I mean? And but that's so people say, wow, that's, you know, that's kind of crazy. But what people don't may may not know is that Manny Pacquiao is a devout Christian. Manny Pacquiao is a very is a is a congressman over in the Philippines, you know very involved in you know just everything in his country, but he speaks out publicly against you know sin, and he said that you know one of the things he said publicly recently was or shortly before the fight was um you know homosexuality pretty much what we're saying now homosexuality is an abomination in God's eyes and that people should flee from sin based on what the Bible says, and would you guys know that. And we talked about this around the time that it happened on the show in case you missed it. Uh he was he was and currently is permanently banned from a very popular mall in Los Angeles. Like he tried to shop there and they were like, "Yo, you're not welcome here." You know, and he said, "What?" I mean, just, just for speaking out publicly against homosexuality. Just like Job said homosexuals run the entertainment industry and you know, like they want to cancel Tracy Morgan's like the, the, it's, everybody, like I said at the beginning of the show, everybody's gay. The people in power, like yeah, there's a video of Cat Williams on stage talking about. That's where he went around the time when he disappeared. He was like, "Yo, you, you said you, they gave, you get invited to these parties. You know, you go in the wrong room. You see like people having sex. You know, like yo, y'all just having sex. Did you ever see that video? Google Cat Williams like talking about sex like in the entertainment industry." Like that's what I'm saying. Like famous people that he, like you know what I mean, on that level. Like they're just having sex. Like people you wouldn't even think would be like kissing. He was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" He just closed the door behind him, went to another room. That's what's going on out here. That's that's the entertainment industry. That's Satan's plan is to have everybody go back to Sodom and Gomorrah times.
1: Corinne, what are your thoughts on this? I didn't even, um, I didn't catch that video. But um, back to your point, though, um, is everything that's going on right now, it's, it's going back to, you know, what is in the Bible. It just lets us know every day um, that the end is near. People need to stop playing.
0: I mean, this is, y'all think it's a joke, man. All the Jay-Z's and Kanye's tight jeans. I saw a picture of Jay-Z, Google Jay-Z and skinny jeans. All that stuff he talked. This guy walking around in skinny jeans, Kanye West, skinny jeans. I'm I'm be honest. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care who disagrees. But honestly, all jokes aside, I believe any man who wears skinny jeans is or has at one point had homosexual thoughts, if, if not, like, is blatantly gay. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't believe that that's something that any straight man would do, like wearing jeans like a woman. Like, that's gay. Like, I grew up, I, I came up in a time where you got clowned if your jeans were just a little, I mean, nobody wore skinny jeans. But even if your jeans were just a little too tight, like, I grew up when jeans were baggy, like that era. You know, so if your jeans were, like, probably how even, like, people wear them now, people were looking at you a little sideways, like, whoa, what's up with your jeans? Why are they so tight? Now you got people actually wearing, like, skin, like with skinny jeans, grown-ass men. This is crazy out here, man, and it really disgusts me. But I guess my, going back to Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao w- w- is banned from the this the, the most. I forget the name of the mall, but he's banned from this the famous mall in L.A. Can't go there anymore, and he was notoriously robbed of his title belts like a few months after that that whole incident. Do you guys think that's a coincidence? That they, I mean, no, anyone, even the the HBO announcers were like, "Yo, they, I don't know what these judges were looking at." Like everybody was just saying it was the biggest travesty of all time in, in boxing history, almost. And, and it's like it just got it just got swept away. Nobody even talks about Manny Pacquiao anymore. How do you just rob somebody of their belts? You know. what I mean? So you, know, you speak out against homosexuality, man. It's your your career is over. Like I said, like he said, he won the. Uh, they wanted to take Tracy Morgan short. He had to apologize. So, man, it's deep stuff out here. They get offended by that. Let's talk about these uh, these stories real quick. And I, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna read the story of Noah's Ark, and then I want to read something more because I feel like that's like the the you know the the creme de la creme of, of stories. But here's Noah's Ark, and and you can follow it if you want. This is from six. Uh, excuse me, Genesis six one. And I'm just going to, this is a summary of what happened, of what you will read about. And you can read it on your own, but it's 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 not, you know, verbatim, but it's a summary of the story. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. In Genesis, God saw how great wickedness had become and decided to wipe mankind from the face of the earth. And let me just focus on that first line for a second. Remember earlier on in the show We discussed that God sees He's He's watching God's eyes are everywhere Watching the good and the evil He sees everything So it says right here God saw how great wickedness had become And decided to wipe mankind From the face of the earth However, one righteous man Among all the people At that time here, Did you hear that? One man among all the people of that time who was noah he found favor in god's eyes so that basically kind of tells you what was going on in that time period if if there was only one man who was righteous you know what i mean out of everybody it says noah found favor in god's eyes and with very specific instructions god told noah to build an ark for him and his family in preparation for a catastrophic flood that would destroy everything, every living thing on earth. Everybody. says God also instructed Noah to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, both male and female, and seven pairs of all the clean animals, along with every kind of food to be stored for the animals and his family while on the ark. Noah obeyed everything God commanded him to do. After they entered the ark, rain fell on the earth for a period of 40 days and 40 nights. Can y'all imagine that? Can y'all imagine, like, it, y'all, some of y'all complain like, it was raining today in Philly. My, I had a tennis match today and it got canceled. I was like, dang, I sure wanted to play a nice match today. Rain for a couple hours. But imagine it raining for 40 days and 40 nights, like nonstop rain. That would be a flood. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days, and every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. As the waters receded, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Noah and his family continued to wait for almost eight more months while the surface of the earth dried out. Finally, after an entire year, God invited Noah to come out of the ark. Immediately, he built an an altar and worshipped the Lord with burnt offerings from some of the clean animals. God was pleased with the offerings and promised never again to destroy all of the living creatures as he had just done. Later, God established a covenant with Noah saying, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. As a sign... Of this everlasting covenant, God set a rainbow in the clouds. And like I said, that's a summary of the story of Noah's Ark. But if you really look at it, the first line is what's most important, is that God saw how wickedness had overcome all of mankind. And so he decided to destroy it. One person was saved, one family was saved because in a sea of sin God found favor in one man. Courtney, what do you think about that story?
1: It's amazing how um most people, including myself, um, don't didn't didn't know, you know, the origin as to why um God sent the flood in the first place. You know, people focus more on the building of the ark and, you know, all of that. But they don't really think about why he, you know, had to build an ark in the first place because of that sin. No one talks about that part of the story at all.
0: Right. All right. Nobody wants – nobody – But and, and like I said, I was one of those people. Like, I don't want y'all to think, like, I, I feel like I'm on this super high level because I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, God – most people don't know the story of Noah's Ark. Most people think it's some type of joke, some type of, like, happy, happy, you know, thing. Oh, yeah, let's build the Ark and there's a flood and all the animals can play together. I've seen cartoons <laughs> depicting Noah's Ark over the years, you know, like little bunny rabbits playing with each other on the Ark and, you know, some old white guy, you know, having all the animals come on by twos. I mean, that's all well and good, but this that was not a laughing matter, like, God destroyed the earth. You understand? Like, it's not a cartoon. It's not something that we should be laughing about. It's not something that we should think is like a a fairy tale. It was the worst thing that's ever happened to the earth. God saw no one except one family who was righteous, and the world was filled with wickedness, you know, and so he destroyed the earth and everything on it. Now, the great thing about that is that and it's funny. Shout out to the dude that called in earlier. He was saying that back in the day, that to show repentance, you would sacrifice animals. And he's absolutely right because in, in this story, it says that after you know Noah got off in the mountains, he built an altar, and he offered sacrifices to to God. Which uh, the, some of the burnt uh, ashes of some of the clean animals, you know, and 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 it says God was pleased with these offerings, and promised never to destroy the creatures as he had just done. But the thing about it is, man, y'all think this is a joke, and this is, this is where it gets you right here. It says, because Noah built the altar, and because he worshipped, and because he made sacrifices, then God said, I'm pissed off at y'all. God was, we felt, the earth felt God's wrath. God was mad, and he stayed mad. It said, but because Noah did what he had to do to apologize and to repent on behalf of everyone, on behalf of the world, God said, oh, okay, cool, I forgive you. And as a result of you apologizing and worshiping and sacrificing, I'll never, you know, destroy the earth again. A lot of people miss that story in Sunday school. Were you one of them, Courtney?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was too. I mean <laughs> most people were. Most I didn't even go to Sunday school. There was no Sunday school for me. I don't know anything about Sunday school. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. But but we know now. That's all that matters. You know, we know now and that's you know and, and hopefully you guys listen in know. Because this is the thing. A lot of you didn't know before. Like, I didn't know before. But now that you know, you and I and we are all held accountable for our actions. Now, and like, if you don't, like, and it's funny, I always wonder, like, what happens to people who don't know God? I don't believe that they go to hell because, you know, you can't, if you don't know, you just don't know. Like, I don't believe babies spend eternity in in hell if they die, you know? Like, it's not their fault. Like, I don't believe if if people have never been exposed to God. Like whether it's from foreign countries or whatever the case, like they just don't know. They they just don't know. But if you know, then you're now held accountable. That's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, a lot of people know, but they just choose to to disagree. They choose to debate. They take the easy way out. Somebody wrote on oh, just just as this show is going on. I'm assuming they're not listening right now, but they're responding to one of the photos I posted. They said if people want to be that way. And that's on them. Who are we to judge them? They're going to have to be the ones to answer to a higher calling when the time comes. I don't know what this dude is talking about. First of all, no one's judging them. Second of all, I don't know what a higher calling is. What is that? You know, already tell people when they don't know God, what is a higher calling? And what, is, what is that? What is, what is being spiritual? All that is just BS. It's Jesus Christ. You're going to have to answer to Jesus Christ on Judgment Day. Like, that's what it's not. Like, you know what I mean? You ever notice people who, who like, they try to talk around it, you know, a higher calling. I don't, I, you know, I believe there's a higher power out there. Why? But, but they don't say Jesus Christ. No, there's Christ. That's what's out there. That's who that's who the higher being is. You ever notice that, crazy people say all this, they try to be all overly intellectual, overly spiritual, but they never say the name Jesus Christ?
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, I used to be... One of those people that said, you know, higher power, or I would say um, things like, um, you know, don't judge people because of their lifestyle, or I would say, well, you know, how do we even know that um, Jesus Christ is real? I said those things, and I'm going to tell you where that came from, because I was living deep Deep, deep in sin That's the only way you can Have that come out of your mouth Like now, I would never say Anything like that I have no problem saying God I have no problem saying how how much I love him But when you are living that lifestyle I'm not saying that person's homosexual But just living a sinful lifestyle Period Yeah, of course you're going to talk around the issue Because deep down you have issues that you have to work out
0: Right Now, (laughs) it's funny Like As we're speaking People are still saying things. Listen to this. Somebody said, God created us all, therefore he loves us all. Love is love. It's 2012. Live and let live. Black of all people should understand the struggles of fighting for human rights. Stop judging and live. You can always tell people who don't listen to the show. Some people, they don't even understand. They have no idea what judging means. They have no idea that what we're doing right now is not judging anyone. We are educating people on what Jesus Christ says about sin. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. I don't have no problems with gays. I don't have anything, uh, you know, (laughs) somebody else said, I posted a picture. Somebody said respect my timeline, whatever that means. I guess that I shouldn't have posted that. People, you know, people just get deleted left and right. They're just all these people are gone. Because one of the things you have to realize is about me is I have a zero tolerance policy for negativity. You don't like me, you don't like the things I say. You just want to debate. You want to be negative. You're gone. Period. End of story. You know, the only people you will see surrounding me in my circle in my life are positive supportive people. And that's how you go to bed every night happy. I don't I don't stress out. I'm not going to have gray hair next year. You know what I mean? Like Courtney knows this. Any source of negativity that exists, eliminate them. Any haters you got, they don't have to hate. They don't have to see nothing you do. You don't have to deal with haters if you don't want to. Some people enjoy dealing with them just so they cuz they like drama. I tell you that every day, Courtney.
1: I know like that's one of the things I feel like is like permanently <laughs> like in my head, like yes, yes,
0: oh yeah, man, I can't I, sometimes I just go and do i have over I have like f- over five thousand friends just on one page and like five hundred pending friends requests. I'm itching to delete people. I get friends requests every day, I can't accept, I would love to delete people, but if you guys are listening and you're one of those people I can't accept, do me a favor. Like my fan page, add yourself to the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group, add yourself to the Courageous Black Men of Facebook group, and last but not least, add yourself to the Each Woman Foundation, which is my uh, all-women's group. Um, this is what I want to do. Now, that's So that's the story of Noah. I want to read something about Noah real quick that it says uh, in a passage that I found. It said, Noah, this is very important for a lot of people to understand, Noah was righteous and blameless, However, he was not sinless. Okay? Noah pleased God and found favor because he loved and obeyed God with his whole heart. As a result, Noah's life was an example of his entire generation. Although everyone around him followed in the evil in their hearts, Noah followed God. The question is, does your life set an example for others or are you negatively influenced by the people around you? And this and like I said, there's a storm coming where we're all going to have to make a choice. And Noah had it he it said he was not sinless. Just like I'm not sinless, Courtney is not sinless, you're not sinless. However, you can be righteous. You know what I mean? You can be the the you know the one righteous person in your circle or in your surroundings. It just so happened that Noah was the only righteous person in the whole world at that time, evidently, because his family was the only family that was saved. So if that means that you have to take it, I feel like I'm the I, I feel like I'm the last person in the world sometimes, the only person willing to take a stand for Jesus Christ. You know, but if that's how it has to be, that's how it has to be. Luckily, I got people like Courtney and, you know, some other great people in the in the group and, you know, many of you listening in. But, you know, it's not we're not going to be the majority. The Bible says we are a peculiar people. People look at me and they say, "Well, he's kind of weird." You know, if if you blend in, then there's a problem. If people don't hate on you, there's a problem. If if you if you don't make people uncomfortable, with their lives There's a problem If people Honestly If people want to be around you like that There's a problem You ever notice that all the pretty girls Like being around Like the The unattractive girls You ever notice that Like they, they got the All the, the pretty The dimes You know Supposed to be They got the You know The, the not so pretty friends Well a lot of times That's because they have Low self-esteem themselves So they Surround themselves With people who they perceive To have low self-esteem To make themselves feel better So you know, if if you're if people really if people who you know are living in sin are not uncomfortable around you, well, that must mean that you're not that you're not really living in a manner that makes them feel second guess their life and their sinful nature. Courtney, you ever notice that?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and and that's something that I could relate to because I think for the longest I was blending in too. <laughs> Like, you know, I I felt like everybody liked me, and that's because I was still living in that, you know, lifestyle and wasn't taking a stand for Jesus Christ. But the moment I, you know, said, hey, you know, I'm living for God, that's when I got talked about the most, and that's when people started saying, okay, you're weird or something is wrong with you, and that's when I got the, you know, the most um, hostility um, against me, so... Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and you know, and honestly, let's be honest here. I don't believe that there's one person who saw any of those posts. And I, I, I specifically picked. It's funny. People are like, oh my god, those. Why would you post those pictures on my page? You know what I mean? Like, like, or on your page? Like, why would you post a picture of two men kissing? Why would you put? That's disgusting. Like what? Like, but but you're voting for Obama. You know what I mean Like It's it's like freaking the twilight zone out here People are all talking about How disgusting Pictures of homosexuals are Well what do you think they do What do you think the gay I mean you you support it You, You tell people to stop judging When they speak out against it You vote for people who support it But you yourself Are repulsed by the very images Of what you are sticking up for how can you say you support gay marriage but if i post a picture of two gay a gay couple it repulses you that makes no sense whatsoever if you're repulsed by it then you shouldn't be supporting people who who support it am i i don't know maybe am i tripping is am i the only person that finds that to be a little bit
1: hypocritical no no that is very hypocritical (laughs) Very hypocritical. Next time I see that, and I see someone make like a comment like that, I'm gonna say, "Well, okay, so who are you voting for?" To see-
0: I'm gonna I'm do it now. I'm gonna do it right okay. on my page. I'm about to do it, you know. And that's so people can see how stupid they sound. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And it's time to stop sugarcoating this stuff, man. Because some people are laughing. Some people are debating, but they're not just debating. They're miserable. Anyone you see debating about. You know This stuff is miserable And what makes it miserable Is because you're living life Without a relationship with God Because there's no one with a relationship with God I, I'm talking about a true relationship with God Who knows God and knows what his word says That would in any way You know, co-sign something that he calls An abomination It's, 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 it's like it's, It doesn't happen so this is what I wanna do. Now let's if we can, let's get into Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, this is where it really gets good. Now if you and like I say, I, I wasn't at all familiar with what all went on, but now I am, so I'm able to do this show. And and if you look in Genesis nineteen five is where the story of Sodom and Gomorrah can be found, you know, and, and you know, all throughout that, but that's mainly where the the story is that we're about to discuss. Just to give you a little bit of background. What was going on, some things that were happening at that time were prostitution, um gambling, you know, idolatry, homosexuality, all types of fornication, um you know, political corruption, you know, people overtaxing and just take, you know, just poverty and um a lot of sin. But you know, bestiality, like people were, like raping animals and all types of stuff, man, like craziness, stuff that y'all wouldn't even think about. You know, rape, like raping a man. And This is probably one of the craziest stories you'll ever hear in all of the Bible that we're about to read. But th- so that's that was the environment, like that's what that was the culture, that was the nature. But if you know, like Solomon Gomorrah, mainly though was like a, a out of everything. If you don't know anything about it, was like a a, a sex like a, a modern day sex fest that's what it was like everybody was like that eyes wide shut type of stuff um you know hedonism like these swinger parties that's that's what it was it was just like sex all types of craziness that's that was like the you know Sodom and Gomorrah just according were you familiar with that story you said you were
1: yeah I mean I knew I, I knew the gist of the story and you know how sinful um it was.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, it it gets deeper. It gets a lot deeper which we're about to find. So here's the story, guys. It it says three angels visited Abraham, who was, if you know anything about Abraham, God Abraham was God's hand-picked founder of his chosen nation, okay, which was Israel. Now, three angels it says they came these angels came disguised as men, they came as disguised as travelers, you know along the the roadside. now, two of those men who, like I said, were actually angels, they went down to Sodom, you know in Gomorrah and to observe firsthand the wickedness in those cities. now you guys remember that word that was all that was when God decided to destroy um the world at that point, because of the level of wickedness. So he went. They, the two angels went firsthand because they just said, "Look, I'll, I want to see what's going on here. Let me just see for myself how bad it is before I make my decision." Two two angels. One of them was God. It says the other visitor, who was the Lord, he stayed behind. He chilled. So two angels, one of them, or three angels, one or two angels, and one God. God stayed behind. He just chilled and sent the two travelers down to see what's going on. He revealed to Abraham, God revealed to Abraham, that he was going to destroy the cities because of the evil ways of their people. That's what the angels reported back, like, yo, it's crazy down here. And God said, look, it's over. I'm sick. I can't deal with this. I'm just going to go ahead and destroy. I'm I'm going to kill everybody. And it says, "Abraham, who was a special friend of the Lord, began to bargain with God." He said, "God, can you please spare the cities if there are righteous people in them?" That's only right, God. Like if there's some if there's some good people. I hear you. I know it's sinful. I know, you know, it's 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 you know, it's it's what you detest, but at least spare the city because everyone is in bad if there are good people here please don't destroy everybody deal with who you have to deal with but save the you know don't don't destroy the city because innocent people might be might be killed it says first Abraham asked the Lord if he would spare the cities if 50 righteous people lived there right if the, he said look, we are in a city here, let's say you take Philly, you take Chicago, these are major city with, cities with millions of people you know he said he said, Look, I know there are a lot of people here, I know it's you know all types of craziness going on, but look, if there are at least fifty people here, can you spare this city? fifty good people here, fifty righteous people, please spare this city. the Lord said, cool. he said yeah i'll i'll if there are fifty people here, fifty righteous people." I will spare the city. And then and he said, well, All right, well, he said, boldly, Abraham kept bargaining down until God agreed to not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, even if not 50, but even 10 people, 10 righteous people lived there. So he said, Look, if you can find 10 righteous people in the whole city out of probably millions, I won't destroy the city. He's, and then the Lord departed. He rolled out. Cordy, real quick, this is just the first part. This is like, is, y'all watch reality TV. This is more entertaining than any show I've ever seen right here. What are your thoughts of, so
1: far on the story? I know I'm sitting here just waiting for, you know, what's coming up next. Like, I'm, like, sitting here still. Right. Um, y'all talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta
0: basketball-wise. Forget that. I need to read the Bible, man. You know the Bible is where it said this is real reality t v and radio and you know what I mean entertainment you know it's knowledge, but it's also it also can be entertaining as you hear tonight now it says so if fifty people were there, God would save the that he would spare the city fifty righteous people if but then he would went down to ten righteous people if only ten righteous people were there, God would spare the city now it says then the Lord departed. When the two angels, and y'all haven't heard anything yet because this story is crazy. When the two angels arrived at Sodom and Gomorrah that evening, Abraham's nephew, Lot, he met those two the two men, basically. but They happened to be angels, but we'll say that they were men for these purposes. He met them at the city gate. It says Lot and his family lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. He took the men into his home and he fed them. Then all the men of the city surrounded Lot's house. This is crazy stuff right here. This is the, it says all the men in the city where there's gambling, idolatry, prostitution, bestiality, you know, all types of stuff. You know, that's where they get the word sodomy from. You ever know, y'all know what to sodomize somebody? Is to like ram something up up their butt. That's that's called sodomy. That actually originates from what the things that were going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Courtney, did you know that?
1: Actually, I did because I did some research before the show.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, like I mean, it's pretty. You know, if you, it's not like hard to see. But yeah, a lot of people they didn't even they didn't put two and two together. But yeah, that's what's that's how deep it was that they even came. They you know got a, a word from this stuff. Um, a word that, that describes horrible acts Now, these men these these The, the, the worst of the worst of the worst The psychos, the, the, the criminals They surrounded Lot's house And they said, where are the men who came with you tonight? Yo, bring them out here So that we can have sex with them I want to rape these men these are, it, 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 yo, it said these are men. These are homosexuals. This, Sodom and Gomorrah was brought about by by homosexual men. You know what I'm saying? It says the men of the town, the men of the city surrounded his house. Like, yo, y'all aren't going nowhere. It says, so when these, he said, where are these two men? You know what I mean? Forget, there. there is a, a town full of men who would love to have sex with us And we've been having sex with But we don't want them We're the men that came with you Now mind you These are angels That they want to rape And sodomize And so they say we want. To, he said bring them out So we can have sex with them Now by ancient custom The visitors were under Lot's protection So Lot was infected It says Lot was so infected by the wickedness of Sodom, that he offered the homosexuals up, you know, to, hold up. No, he said, no, I'm sorry. It said he was so infected by the wickedness that he offered in place his two virgin daughters. He said, so look, this is what's happening. These men have surrounded his home and said, look, we want these two men. We want to rape them. We want to have sex with them. He said, no, don't take these two men. He said, look, my daughters haven't been touched. My daughters are virgins. Take them instead. Rape my daughters, but don't rape these men. These guys were so perverted that they would not, I mean, most guys like virgins. You know what I mean? If you're like a a sex fiend, I mean, most people, let's be real, people like that. They didn't want the virgins they wanted to rape these two men because they saw something special in them. You know, obviously they were angels. They turned, not forget the fact that Lot offered up his own freaking daughters, but, y'all, y'all get it. It says furious, this infuriated the mob of gay homosexual men, and the mob rushed to break down the door. It says the angels, at that point, they struck the rioters blind. Leading Lot, his wife, and two daughters by the hand, the angels hurried them out of the city. The women's fiancés would not listen, and they stayed behind. Lot and just, So look, these chicks were so, like I said, they were infected. The Bible uses the word infected, meaning Lot knew what was going on, but even him, he tried to offer up his daughters, And even the daughters, after having been offered up, you know, even in the midst of that, they said, look, we love what's going on here. We don't want to leave. So we're going to chill. We're going to stay behind. Even though the angels are trying to lead us out of the city to safety, we're going to stay behind. Lot and his family fled to a tiny village called Zor or Zoar. The Lord rained down, burning sulfur on to Sodom and Gomorrah Destroying the buildings The people And all the vegetation In the plain Lot's wife He disobeyed the angels Because she looked back She turned They told him Look you, you, I'm going to lead you out But don't you look back That is an evil place It is going to be destroyed You just You go And never turn back Never even look back However they, Even his wife Was infected to the point where she she was going to miss a town filled with rapists, murderers, sex fiends, and even the daughters didn't even want to go. They stayed. They were destroyed. The wife, she, even she had to look back. She turned into a pillar of salt. That's the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says here that God was mercifully willing to spare the cities. For the sake of a few righteous people, however, none lived there. He said if there were only ten, God agreed, not just one, but ten. You know, he would not—he would just not destroy the city and allow the sin to continue. Even though as much as he hated it, you know, he would still allow them to live if there were only a few people there, a few righteous people. However, none lived there. The Bible tells us that all of the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah were depraved. It says, one of the reasons God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was because he did not want the Jews to be influenced by this evil. As the creator of all things, God has the right to destroy evil as he sees fit. This is crazy out here, man. This is crazy stuff. Courtney. Did you, I know you knew the gist of the story, but did you know it was that deep?
1: After you read it, I remember reading this, but I, now that we're talking about it, I realize how much I misinterpreted the story. <laughs> um, like, I thought, don't laugh, because, I, I mean, it was a while ago when I read it, but when the um, guys were surrounding the house, I thought, they were trying to kill the two angels not have sex with them i didn't connect the dots well, but um, they would
0: they would have killed them
1: yeah but i didn't know that you know they wanted them for other reasons as well but but that's beside the point i'm just saying um i no, they, it's oh continue
0: no 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 they wanted to rape them
1: yeah yeah and um it's and then I remember, you know, them leaving and then the daughters um, staying behind. But it's it just points to a lot of things. Like, that's how people are, like, nowadays. Like, they'll get a chance to get saved and change their lives and live for Christ, but then they look back. And they're tempted by their past or tempted by the life that they used to live. And instead of just looking forward, they move back and they stay in that lifestyle. And that sin can eventually lead to death, just like those people.
0: Right. In fact, this next passage says, Lot and his family were spared, but his future sons-in-laws were destroyed because they thought Lot was joking about God's wrath. Millions of people today... Think God and sin are things to joke about God does exist And he does punish Unrepentant sinners And that's what people think this is So you've got to put yourself Into the mind Y'all want to think like a man Y'all need to be worried about thinking like God Understanding how God thinks Forget thinking like a man That's ludicrous You know what I'm saying what, The only thing that matters is what God thinks How is he happy You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is, you know, millions of people thought or think today that this is a joke. Millions of people support Obama. Millions of people support homosexuality. Does God support homosexuality? Or did he destroy an entire town because of homosexuality? Everyone knows, everyone who's familiar with this story knows the basis behind Why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed It was a homosexual town Where all types of homosexual acts Were being committed If this does not tell you Beyond a shadow of a doubt How God feels and views homosexuals I don't know what will You know what I mean And you might as well just give up now If you don't get it by now You know I don't know what else to say But God hates You know sin He hates specifically though he hates the sin of homosexuality and calls it an abomination, so much so that he kills people. It said earlier on, as we as we read, that, you know, they will surely be put to death, right? Leviticus twenty thirteen. If there's a man who lies with a man as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed a detestable act, and they shall surely be put to death. And as surely as they will be put to death in that scripture... They were surely all put to death in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that is is what we are getting back to in today's society. We're not that far off from it if we're not there already. We have the President of the United States co-signing something that God killed millions of people for. You know what I mean? He destroyed an entire city for something that your President is publicly and politically co-signing. Nobody sees a problem with that. Okay, yeah, you, know, you cannot see a problem with it if you want to. Any, we're gonna get ready to wrap it up, man. I wanted to just share this stuff with y'all. Uh, what were your thoughts, Courtney?
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed everything um, that we discussed. It just, um, it just made me think about just um, how you know every day, or you know, I'll I'll see people who are you know obviously. Living um, a homosexual Lifestyle and a part of me I'm going to be honest it really like Hurts because I'm thinking Man what happened To get you to that point And it's just I realize How lost they are so I guess I don't know if this is a rhetorical question or not But uh, my question is What can we Do to bring people out of That because like I said I don't think that You were born That way and so I I don't feel, you know, that that lifestyle is right. Obviously. So how can how can we get people out of that?
0: This is how we get people out of it. this. I, and I would and, and like I said, I started to say earlier, I think I lost my train of thought. But you know, you got people who are commenting. Like you got people who are debating about the promotion for tonight's show. Do you? Does anybody think that those people debating? are not secretly listening right now or will not secretly link link, or click on this link in the morning while they, you know, work out or while they go to work or whatever it is. Everybody in their mom is listening to this show. There's not a person within the sound of my voice who saw that, any of these posts, I don't believe, that said, Nah, I'm not going to listen to that. You know, yeah, I support homosexuality, but you got somebody who's actually going to talk about what God says about it. Hom- nah, I'm not going to listen. Now nah, you're listening, and you know what's being said. And I would just encourage anybody who who, if you didn't know before how God feels about this stuff, because like I said, I don't. I know where I'm going to heaven. Like it does. What you say to me doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt my feelings when you insult me personally when you take up for God. I'll just delete you off my friend's list and be done with it and never think think about you again. That doesn't bother me. I don't lose sleep over that. Just seriously, so y'all know that. I have a beautiful little girl, a beautiful wife. I don't care about the haters or the, even the debaters for that matter. But when you look at this stuff and you hear this information being given and you in your heart know You're a homosexual, or you in your heart know that you, for whatever reason, support homosexuals. You can call me judgmental if you want to, I don't care. But just know what happens to people who, who feel that way in God's eyes. Know what this is what you saw what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Is what's going to happen on judgment day God just made a promise with, with Abraham saying Hey look you know what I'm not going to destroy the earth anymore Excuse me Noah I'm not going to destroy the earth You know I'm going to send Jesus Christ to die So I'm not going to have people be put to death In the Old Testament people were put to death for homosexuality You got caught you know what I mean You were put to death Says so you were surely put to death That may not happen today but that doesn't mean that that's not how God feels about it. You understand? Y'all better, y'all better all get down on your freaking knees tonight and say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for my, like, you know, you people, it seems like cliche, but it's not cliche. You really need, and I will tonight before I go to sleep, literally say thank you for dying for my sins so I won't be struck down by God for my sins. We should all thank God for that. Because we would all be we will all end up like Sodom and Gomorrah, uh Sodom and Gomorrah, burnt with 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 fire and sulfur or brimstone. It says rain down from the Lord out of the heavens. A lot of people will try to say well no this period this place of this city was was burned from a volcano that erupted. No, it says it rained down from the heavens. God sent that. Stuff. Don't lie to yourself and say it was the the uh the evolutionists and all those guys, the scientists, will try to tell, oh, no, it was just an earthquake or it was something, it was this and that. No, it was God exacting his wrath on the earth based on sin and specifically the sin of homosexuality. It says, Lot's wife became a pillar of salt. She was vaporized. Steep stuff right here, man. Courtney, any last words of wisdom?
1: And tonight, I mean, I I really don't have much to say because I'm just like really just in awe in a good way, you know, in regards to what the Bible says about homosexuality. You know, I, and I, I guess I will say, um, you know, a lot of people have homosexual friends, maybe associates, I should say associates, um, and, you know, they're afraid to speak out you know, against their lifestyle because they don't want to rock the boat. But I'll just say, you know, don't be afraid to speak up for your beliefs, really. You have nothing to worry about, especially when you have that relationship with God. There is nothing to worry about. So definitely speak out against it.
0: And and absolutely excellent advice, Courtney. And it will give you the type of peace that you cannot imagine. You know, I feel like I'm untouchable. You know what I mean? Like when you, not like when you just go to church, not when you just read the Bible, but when you genuinely have a relationship with God, you know what I'm saying? Like to the point where you know He has your back, regardless of any situation. There is. It's, it's such a comfort And you see people stressing out You see people status updates on Facebook You see people going crazy Committing suicide, depression Stressing out about a man You know, life is You know, like my life is great You know, like Courtney, your life is great And many of you listening at home Your life is great as well Because it could be a lot worse You know, I did a counseling session With a young woman who, uh, And this is a little bit off topic, but you know, her first three sexual experiences were rape. And shout out to her, she's listening. Obviously, she'll remain anonymous, but she was raped to lose her virginity. She was gang raped. The second, her sexual experience was was a gang rape. She was drugged with rohypno Her third sexual experience was another abusive, you know, situation where she was also raped. And and that is the reality of many women out here, many just people out here, you know. So life could be a lot worse. Nobody has any right to complain about their life, especially if it didn't start like that. You know, doesn't that make the stories like that make you think a little bit differently before you complain, Courtney?
1: I, you know what, I thank God every day. I really do. I really, really do, because the times that I was, you know, complaining about my life. You know, it could have been much worse. And even with the young lady you counseled, I mean, I know that's that sounds bad, but it could have been much worse than that for her. So at least she's still alive, and to be able to, you know, go through it and have a testimony. So that applies to her as well.
0: Right. Absolutely. So look, guys, we're out of here. I'm not gonna drag it out. You know, it's almost midnight. I I won. I thank you guys for you know who who would listen who listens to three hour sermons in church. Nobody, I get mad if he goes over that half-hour point, you know, 20 minutes, y'all ready for him to give the benediction. And so I, I say all that to say I appreciate you guys listening to this show every night for three hours, you know what I mean? Because I try to make it as entertaining as possible, but at the same time, biblically based. So I do appreciate you spending your time, and hopefully somebody really, you know, has a better understanding of, of uh, you know, the type of behavior that God is is happy with. Versus the type of behavior that God is not happy with Last last but not least, if y'all need counseling Call me, 855-55-DADON Or if you want to email me Email me at info at com. Thank y'all for listening And we will be back tomorrow night Favorite gospel song of all time Something about the name Jesus Talk to y'all later, peace Hallelujah. Young people, there's nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. But we can't forget where we come from. So if you don't mind, let's have a little church
1: right now.
4: Something about that name Jesus. Oh Jesus. Listen. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. Oh Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It is the sweetest, sweetest, name. sweetest, sweetest I name I know. Love. I, I love. Oh, how I love oh, the oh, I love yes, a name Jesus. Oh, how oh. I love the name Jesus. Come on and lift your hands and say it, it with me. It is the, the sweetest name, name. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain, no, no, the power that I feel when When I call your name, when I call your name, said it's just life.